0: Shout out to Justin and Josh over at Market Views Consultant for sponsoring this episode. Market Views is going to be your go-to for everything stock-related. Trust me, if you're a new investor and literally have no knowledge on stock investing, they can help you get started. Or even if you're an experienced investor who wants to reconstruct your portfolio or freshen up your investment strategies or just overall get some new ideas, then book a consultation with them. They're going to take care of you. They even help me and Xavier with our investment strategies, and as always, we had a great experience working with them so they got a couple of different packages to fit any investors needs so make sure you go to marketviewsconsulting.com and let them know the millionaire mindset podcast sent you hey,
1: turn me up some Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Try to learn some you you going gon' talk about it no Deanna speak that shit that everybody vouches. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an account I study millionaires, cause I was born a visionary. You still believe in limitations? Why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper. I've been chasing greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later. in the conversation. You strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments. And sacrificing temporaries for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grand rate and I match the way I vibe
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier. We got my co-host D with me.
0: Hey everybody.
2: And today we got another uh super, super dope episode. I'm excited to have this person back on. This uh she she she's one of my favorite people. I think everybody loved her. I was talking to my little brother, or uh yeah, or D. I heard D talking to mm-hmm. my little brother. And he was like, "Who y'all doing the podcast with today?" And he was like, and, he, "And she was like, Tara. He was like, oh, Tara, that's my homie. Yeah. That's my homie. I got a hoodie and everything.' You like,
3: talking about uh, Zim? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I
3: need that. I need that album.
2: <laughs> hey, hey, don't I'm need, don't get, don't, get, don't get me, don't get me started. We <laughs> all, we all, we all. I'm man. I'll be on them. But yeah. Don't, uh, so for those who don't know, we have Tara. She was on episode um 60, 62 two. That is. And she's the owner for Stackers Only. I'm pretty sure most of you already heard. For those of you who haven't, get familiar. She's an investor and she's a set lighting technician. And once again, we're we, we ecstatic to have you on. So welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I love talking to you guys. You know that.
2: <laughs> yeah, the yeah, we, feeling is mutual, man. The feeling is mutual. And make sure we give
0: a special birthday shout
2: out. Right, right. <laughs> birthday. It Happy is
3: my birthday. birthday. I'm 28,
0: yeah. finally.
2: Yeah everybody said episode. yeah, everybody's showing right. some love, man. Everybody's wants some love, mm-hmm. so yeah, you're right into it, man. You want to kick it off, or you want me to kick it off? Mm-hmm. I, know you, I, know you, I know you had a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> you, uh, you, down, <laughs> you so. Yeah, so uh, so last time we spoke, it was in December of last year, mm-hmm. and nobody could have foreseen like you know the COVID situation happening. And now we're in uh, October, it's almost November, so mm-hmm. this, this year, 2020. Like what has it been looking like over that over that past year since last time we spoke on millionaire mindsets?
3: I mean, when I last talked to you guys, I was going into like getting signed to do a lot of big shows and stuff, and like my twenty twenty was completely booked out. I was about to be working on a TV show for HBO, which is going to release next year, this spring. Well, it's not going to release this spring because we haven't finished it. But I was going to be working on a TV show. I was about to buy my crib, and you know, I basically had a lot of things going on. I was about to take off and. Uh, middle of March I was unemployed I didn't go back to work to about three weeks ago so when that happened of course the bank the credit union was like look we can't loan you the home loan for your house because you ain't worked in like two months you know how that goes so everything kind of like fell apart and just talking to my boss and everything we didn't know when we were going back to work first it was two weeks then it was two months then it was June 1st and you know we just got back you know end of September going into October so definitely my 2020 has been crazy um, I did. I was able to, since I was unemployed, I was able to finish the Sacker Field Manual, which I had started before I even hopped on Millionaire Mindsets with you guys. I had started that when I started um, FSO. So I had the time to finally finish it. And I released that and it went crazy. And a lot of people, even to this day, somebody told me this morning, happy birthday, Sacker Field Manual changed my life. So yeah, that's my 2020. I released my second book, uh, Mobile Homes for Beginners is still doing numbers. A lot of people are finding the value in that. And, you know, that's where I'm at now. Now I'm back at work and, you know, we're back on track. It's just everything's been pushed back, like, you know, eight months, nine months. But, you know, I'm still, still here, still living. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you know, man. life isn't promised. I'm just happy that I'm, you know, I'm blessed to make it, see another birthday. I'm healthy. You know what I'm saying? I can pay my bills. You know, I'm just that's grateful real. to be here.
2: Right, that, that's real right there. And I want to uh, ask you, I want to touch on this because there's a lot of people. There's millions of people <laughs> in the country. That, that, that went through that regarding mm-hmm. like, when COVID hit. So I want to ask you, like, how how did you hold up over that time period where you didn't, you was, you was unemployed at the moment? How did you stay, stay high? Together?
3: It was hard because, like I told you guys before we started, like, I have never been unemployed in my life. Like, I was selling candy in middle school, mixtapes in high school. I, I was always, I've always had a hustle. And then even when I got to college, you know, I had a job. I've never not had a job and I've never not been to work for like a whole week. So then like by week two, I was like, okay, so what do people do at home? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I was just confused because per my union, they were telling us, hey, don't go out of town, you know, don't do this. We might be able to go back to work. So I was kind of like really in the house, just chilling. And I was working on stuff for FSO, working on real estate stuff. But, you know, you can only work so much in a day. You know, I was just like, what do people do at home? Like (laughs) day eight, I was literally like, I felt like, uh, what's his name? when he was on the island with the volleyball, like, I was counting down the days, like, when I could go back to work, it was like, I need to be able to go somewhere, like, I felt just so out of place, you know, I'm Jamaican, and my grandfather's Chinese, I'm Jamaican and Chinese, like, we don't take breaks, we work, you know, so it was definitely an adjustment and an experience to, to go through, to have to figure out, like, okay, well, now you got to just do other things, you got to fill your day with other things, and then I became, like, an expert at doing that, in which I, I finished the book, you know, Stackerfield Manual. I was able to uh, restructure everything, kind of organize myself behind the season business. And that way, when I did go back to work, now everything's kind of like on autopilot, you know, it's more, everything's more automated now, and I'm not doing everything. So there's definitely, definitely an adjustment to go from making a lot of money every week down to like a set check that you're getting from your union. That's coming out of you know it's still you know we pay into our own unemployment, everybody pays into their own unemployment, and so the union held us down, but if we weren't making two, three bands a week, you know, so it's just like I had to adjust to that, like my spending. A lot of people don't know this, but you know me and my older sister were you know partially financially responsible for my little sister, so I take care of them too, you know, I pay for my grandmother's medication, some, you know I pay her mortgage sometimes too, when I can, so it's just like when I went from making that much money to not making that much money and still having these expectations on me, it was definitely rough, you know, it was definitely rough. I went through like a patch, where I was just like, damn. You know, I know how, kind of like how, I still don't know what a man feels like, but now I kind of know how men feel, you know, when they like got all these people relying on them and shit is not panning out for them, you know? And you still just got to keep going because you can't tell these people like, I ain't got it. <laughs> that I, I was like, dog, I feel like the man of the family and I'm not even a dude, <laughs> you know? No, but, perfect. you know, I went through it, and, I, you know, it just made me tougher, and it made me kind of more resourceful in everything that I'm doing, and it perfect. made me better.
2: Mm. And it's like something like on Twitter, you always talk about, like, learning new skills and having
3: mm-hmm.
2: like, getting skills and stuff like that. And I think, like, that's that's crucial, especially for time periods like that. So you, do you think that helped you a lot during that period?
3: Oh, hell yeah, man. I taught myself a lot about copywriting. Like, a lot of people tell me like, you know, my my writing is getting better. It's because I'm really trying to get better at writing emails and copy and things like that and ads and marketing. And i spend a lot of time studying Facebook ads. Shout out to Ari. She helped me a lot with that. Shout out to Ari. Her and Karima, (laughs) because i will be be lost when I hit that digital marketing. You know, that's not me. Like I just talk and either people listen or they don't. And a lot of people just fuck with me. And that people always ask me like, how do you get all these people to like, look, I just talk and I'm just myself. But if you want to talk to people that actually do this targeted, you got to talk to those two, you know, that's just not me. And so I had to kind of learn, okay, well, Tara, you're good at talking. If you just target it, you could be a multimillionaire. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And so it's like, that's what I've been kind of teaching myself this summer. Facebook ads, marketing, email, just everything that, you know, just learning what it means when Chuck tells me, Hey, you got 13 million hits on your website. I don't know. I still to this day, don't know what that means. I think it means like 13 million people clicked on the link. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: I ain't a
3: techie. <laughs> I ain't a techie. And I'm trying to teach myself, you know, I'm trying to teach myself that stuff because, you know, I do have a job in tech, but when people when I hear tech, I think computers. And even to this day, like B, still have to remind me, like I do work in tech. You know, I take apart lights and you know, I'm a lighting programmer on set. But I don't work with computers like, you know, most of the people that we know in tech work with computers and software and stuff like that. So, you know, it's definitely Different for me to learn about ads and marketing and Facebook ads and Google ads and metrics and things like that and SEO, but you know, it really, really made me better at what I do.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I um, actually want to have you double back real quick because you brought up um, pretty much just like how going through all of this kind of hit financially, and I know this was like your mm-hmm. wake up call for a lot of people as far as like how to handle their finances. Mm-hmm you know, just how to do better stuff for you, like how did you adjust and what are some tips that you would recommend to other people?
3: Well, I mean, for the first part, the first adjustment, I was forced to make this adjustment and I'm sure everybody else in America was forced to for at least a good month, eating out. I was forced, I could not eat out anymore. It was like, and even certain restaurants, I'm like, well, see if they go do a pickup order, like half the menu wasn't even on the pickup, you know, so it just really forced me to, okay, you cannot go and order $50 worth of sushi, and sit at the bar, and, you know, watch the basketball game, like, mm-hmm. I do that every now and then, because I don't get a lot of time to myself, like, I'm always working, or I'm always doing something, and every now and then, like, on a Sunday, I just want to get $60 worth of sushi, and sit at the bar, and watch the NBA game, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, like, when the pandemic hit, and I was forced to sit in my house, and, you know, and Postmates, and Uber, and them, they was charging like crazy, and I was like, you know what, I'm about to just cook, that was definitely one thing like I've always cooked like on Sundays and stuff, but like I definitely eat at least one or two meals out every week, whether it's I'm ordering wings or I'm going to go sit at a sports bar by myself so I could just decompress. And that's definitely one adjustment I was forced to make. Like you cannot do that. And just to see the amount of money that's in my spending that I have, you know, I separate my accounts like spending for food, spending for, you know, Amazon, just that food account. Crazy right now, crazy, <laughs> crazy. Because I I don't like I don't see it, and like now when I go eat out, like most of the places, like everything's in boxes, and you don't get that same experience of sitting down with a hot plate and food in front of you. So it just doesn't. It's not as appealing to me anymore. So I definitely cut back on my spending in that area. I cut back on my Amazon spending because I used to sit at work and just order things on Amazon when I was bored. Definitely cut back on that. uh I learned how to tell my family members no which was very, very hard. Mm. Mm. It, like, it, it was like, hey, if you're not my grandmother and you don't need medication or a mortgage payment, no. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, just, it's hard being the first person in your family to finally start making money and and start, you know, really doing something. Because, like, the background that I came from, the statistics say that me and my sisters are not supposed to make it. And me and my older sister, now my older sister, she's has sold, like, a 100 houses since last year. She's breaking new construction on you know new neighborhoods like every other month and she's doing really really well in new in new home sales and like with me i got into film in less than two years i fast tracked and i'm working on all these big projects and it's like the statistics say i'm not supposed to be here
4: Thanks.
3: you know and so when other family members they know like these are like the golden children Yeah, you know, they hate to be like cocky like that but it's like they know we got it now yeah. and it's like when people in your family know that you're the only one that have it they often come to come to you and it's like, it's not, I don't want to say it's intentional trying to wear you down and drain you but it's like when everybody needs something you don't want to say no. You don't. But you know, yeah, because you know like you're that family member, they know like they look up to you like, hey, you got it and it's really hard to be like, hey, no, I can't give you that time because it's not just money. It'll be time too like, hey, I need information. I need your time and it, I had to learn how to say no and protect my peace so that I wouldn't like completely melt down you know, because right. like I'm dealing with the stress of I don't know if the film industry is coming back to Georgia. There was rumors that they would just take it to some other state if, you know, our governor decided he didn't want to reopen the state or things like that. Like all these factors were at play. And I was like, well, my six-figure career, my golden ticket might be gone. You know, I might have to find something new or move to another state where film is and something like that. And I was dealing with that, you know, and dealing with the fact that, You know, my grandmother, she's getting older and, you know, just, you know, her needing medication and certain things and just dealing with the fact that my little sisters are getting older and they need tutors and, you know, they were dealing with some issues in school. It's just so much going on. And I'm like, no, you know, if you're not really, really a super, super priority right now, like you just want some cash so you can go, I can't help you right now. Like you just want to waste my time. I can't because I have to protect my peace because so many people rely on me.
2: So many people are, lying. and that's, that's, that's one of, it's this book that, uh, the, uh, basket, the college basketball coach Bob Knight wrote and it's called, um, yeah, I can't, I can't think of it right now. It's so, it's, it's called like saying no is easy. I got to find, it's, I got to find it, but he mm-hmm. talked about how it's, it's a lot of times it's better and easier to say no. Cause it's, it's so like, no, it ends at no. when mm-hmm. it's so many things that could come after that where it's time resources money and stuff mm-hmm. and you might get yourself in things where you could have you probably shouldn't even got involved in it so it's like it's best even though it may be harder but it's a lot of power and just saying no to things mm-hmm. and it, a lot of people struggle with that like you said like i know a lot of people like especially when they start getting money they start like mm-hmm. they experience survivor's remorse and it, is that something that you ever like uh experience
3: definitely with? oh my god definitely you mm-hmm. you experience it a lot even like just coming up with your siblings and things like that when you start to get more and you're like well, we came from the same situation you know you feel bad that you're doing better or you know everybody to me everybody has a journey and a time and a place when, when they start hitting certain strides and I had to understand that when I was you know going through survivor's remorse because it's like man I grew up with a lot of these people not just like my siblings or other people in my family and we may not necessarily be on the same thing and like even my grandmother she talked to me the other day and she was talking about my cousins and stuff and like the things that they're on versus what I'm on is two totally different paths
4: Mm.
3: and and she's just you know like recognizing like you know you guys are a little bit different than the people that you grew up around with you have to understand that and recognize okay there's certain things that you can do and you can't do and you have to you know tell them like hey no I can't do that and even with getting into the film industry, I get people to hit me up and like, like I love my family. I love my cousins. I want to support their rap career. But they'd be like, look, I need your time. And you to come out here and help me do this and set up these lights and help me shoot this music video. And as much as I want to help everybody, like, you know, you guys, like, I help as many people as I can. I answer right. DMs and send links and everything. But it's like, guys, I work five days a week, 13 hours minimum every day that I'm at work. Like, When I get off on the weekend, last night I got off work, it was 12 something in the morning. You know what I'm saying? I got people blowing me up. Happy birthday, happy birthday. So I'm talking to my family and stuff. By the time I go to sleep, you know, it's three o'clock in the morning and I wake up and I just, you know, want to sleep in on the Saturday. By the time I sleep in on the Saturday, half my day is gone, you know, and then I get some stuff done. I may get homework done because, you know, I'm a part-time finance student and I may get my homework and stuff done by the time it rolls around, it's Sunday and I gotta go be, be at work Monday at 7 a.m. Yep. So I don't really get much time to myself, you know? And like, I was telling uh, bees, like all my siblings, like I have uh, five sisters, four of them are born in uh, like September, October, they all Libras. Mm-hmm. And so like last weekend, I was with my sisters. The weekend before I was with my sisters. So like, this is like my first weekend to myself. Yeah, so.
4: and yeah. for real.
3: And then like, as much as I don't want to turn down, like, you know, helping people or doing other things for people, I learned like I'm draining myself out. Like Girl. I'm draining myself out. I don't find time. I don't have time for myself because I'm helping everybody around me. So definitely I learned how to say no.
2: <laughs> and I learned how to protect my peace for real. No, you got to, bro. Like I always tell people, like even when you get on the plane, they tell, they basically tell you, you can't help nobody till you help yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people be so thirsty and so like hell bent on like saving everybody and stuff like that. But which is great, but you can't do it if you're not in a position to be that. To be that savior for real mm-hmm. you know and so and to be to to put yourself in that position a lot of times you gotta just prioritize yourself for a while so you mm-hmm. can prioritize everybody else when you actually yep. get then trying to save everybody when you don't get it like that it don't help nobody in the end because all y'all gonna just end up in the same position at the end yeah. of the day yeah. i mean
3: honestly i put myself in the perfect position because i mean i don't know too many people that have been able to survive almost seven months without work you know and still doing the things that I do and helping people that I help and you know still trying to be the person that I am is that it was hard you know and I had to dip into my emergency savings something that I didn't want to do ever in my life to pay bills because I went from making you know a couple thousand a week to a little under a thousand dollars a week and I'm like uh you know what I'm saying like uh and that's just for my w-2 you know, when you have business investments on the side, like I don't spend any of my investment money. You know, I let that all go back into my bank account so I could reinvest it. So when I'm chilling, I was like, okay, do I dip into my savings account or do I use some of my rental income coming in to go ahead and pay, you know, my grandmother's mortgage? Mm. You know, these this is the, the like the scenario that I'm in, like. Then I'm looking at my high yield savings rate go down. Like, should I pull it out of that and put it into this? And I'm seeing her playing like mental gymnastics. Yeah, I
2: pay gymnastics, bro.
3: Yeah, to make sure. Cause I'm like, okay, well, if I keep going at this rate, I definitely can pay all my bills and help everybody else on the side, like my grandmother, until about December. Then I'm gonna go get another fucking job, you know? that was the that was the reality that I was sitting at. Because I, like, I don't let my bank account get, go under a certain point. It's like certain levels. It's like, do we in the yellow right here? Do we in like the orange? Do we in no, like the wanna, red? We don't want to get to the red. <laughs> we don't want to get to the red. I was in the yellow like, oh, this <laughs> Amazon job's <laughs> looking good. I ain't touching my Dang. bank account. I did not touch that bank account. And then, oh, some of that money was my down payment money for my house too. And like that was another bank account. I was like, I'm not touching that. Because when this all comes back, I know for a fact that... uh then the rates are going to be way lower. I'm way taking way advantage lower. of that. And I'm, ta- I'm not using my down payment money for my house. So either I'm going to go work at Amazon until the film industry come back or something, because I'm not going to keep dipping into all these savings accounts. And that was the mental gymnastics that I was playing because it was like, I still want to stay on, on this upward track that I'm always on, but I might have to just pull back and plateau for a little bit and chill until I can see where everything is heading. Because it was so much uncertainty. And then out of nowhere, the Georgia governor was like, ah, we open back up. And the film industry was like, okay, here, $2 billion grant to jumpstart you guys. Mm
4: -hmm. And here
3: we are. Now we're working again. You know, it could have went in the opposite direction. They could have took that federal money and gave it to another state. And the other state could have had a tax incentive. And the film industry could have moved overnight just like that.
2: Man, you you talking some real stuff because I think this is something that, Man, whether people admit it or not, they're gonna be honest or not. This is something that most people went through, especially this year in this country with was mm-hmm. How crazy it was! Like even on even on our end, at the beginning of the year, we wasn't as liquid as we needed to be. We were so heavily invested, and my COVID, mm-hmm. we had to liquefy a lot of our stuff because we were so like we know we invest in everything. So when mm-hmm. COVID, like damn yo, like <laughs> we ain't even liquid like that. We gotta we gotta get we gotta get rid of some of this stuff and get some cash on board for real. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like I was telling Deanna, like yesterday, maybe a couple of days ago. I'm like, for those that made it through this year, man, you can make it. You will be, you will make it through any,
4: any
2: anything, anything, yo. Because this year was so, was so crazy from business to personal to for everything. It was so many uh, like tests, yeah, ups and downs and tests. But as like I say, if you could, if you could survive through this year, because it ain't gonna, it probably ain't gonna never be a year this difficult again in our lifetime. Just being mm-hmm. real. So it's nah. like if you could you could weather the storm, you you gonna be cool. you gonna be Gucci long term, I think.
3: Yeah, and I think I, I want to put that out there because a lot of people think, oh y'all in money Twitter, y'all don't take no L's. Nah, no, we that. take L's. But let me tell you something. It's people from the bottom all the way yeah. to the top. I know millionaires that lost money. Man. I know people that was working thirty k jobs that came up. It it shuffled the deck for a lot of people. You know what sure. I'm saying? I went from making a hundred k a year to like nine hundred dollars a week. You know what I'm saying? And, and shout out to the union because they covered my health insurance until March 2021. They covered my dental insurance until March 2021. i got paid pay no premiums, no nothing. They covered all of that. You know, like I said, I'm just blessed to be here because oh, okay. without dental insurance and health insurance for a whole year, people, anybody that's paying out of pocket, you know that stuff is expensive. It right. is expensive. And like, you know, I think it was under Obamacare. If you didn't have health insurance, you got fine. You got fine. Mm-hmm. So it's like without, without us working and contributing to it, they took care of that. You know, they paid us our vacation checks. They gave us extra money on top. I'm in school and they're paying for it. They say, Hey, your tuition is good until March by March. You know, you need to go back to work at least three days a month. So your school tuition can be paid. So I was like, cool. Right. We can figure it out by then. You know, they right. gave me options, but to go from making all this money and always being at work and never really spending it to not making as much money and still okay all these investments remember everybody was like damn stock market booming this happening <laughs> i just sat there like i ain't touching that money i'm touch- not doing it because if the market bottom out tomorrow there go my home loan they there, right. there go my 10 months of emergency savings there go my other spending money that i probably just like let me just chill because like, everybody think like you're gonna miss out you know what i'm saying no, there's 100%. always gonna be buying opportunities in it's the market it's I always- bought a little bit of my Kroger stock. I've been buying my Yeti stock that I dollar cost averaging. I buy a little bit of Overstock, uh, stock that I always dollar cost averaging, and I left it at that. I didn't chase any of the other ones that people were talking about on the timeline because I was like, I knew I had a plan that I had planned out from 2019. Buy this crib, buy this other crib from my aunt. You know, both are high value rentals. Buy this other stuff. You know, get this land in Jamaica, and I had a plan. And I was like, okay, I don't give a fuck what else is going on outside in the world. I'm sticking to my plan. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people lost money in a this lot. pandemic.
4: What? Yeah, sure.
3: A I lot of people lost people money don't. in this pandemic, just playing around, trying to get into the stock market, trying, yeah. playing around with this and that. And I'm just like, let me not be that person that was set, you know, set to be straight for the next 10 months. Just like, <laughs> let me just go ahead and gamble a little bit. Mm-hmm. hey
2: straight up hey a lot I mean, you ain't lying a lot, a lot of people lost money a lot of people came up on some money but it, it went it went both ways for real and like you said before like people they had this misconception If you be money twitter wealth twitter whatever they want to call it you ain't taking no l's no nah. we take L's. like you ain't the reality of it is if you're not taking l's that I mean you're not trying hard enough mm-hmm. you're not putting yourself out there enough because l's that's just a part of the game you know what i'm saying like i tell Deanna all the time like it's ebbs and flows. You're gonna have peaks, it's mm-hmm. gonna be valleys. And you gotta your yeah. job is to put yourself in a position to weather the storms. When then when it get low, mm-hmm. you gotta make yourself have enough money, enough capital, enough resources. When that happen, you can just still be like, I'm cool. Cause it's always gonna go back up. The tide always rises. They yeah, and the
3: tide always comes, it always pulls yeah. back in and always,
2: always come back out. Back yeah, so you can't man, I always tell people, you can't get too you can't get too high when you win. And you can't uh-huh. get too low when you lose. You just gotta stay even yeah. kill. because either way, it's always gonna be up and down. Ain't gonna never gonna be perfect. And keep going up, it's gonna go Look, down. Up and down. I how felt it? like
3: I felt like I built myself a Teflon life vest and got thrown into the middle of the ocean in a hurricane, and I made it out. And like now, even now, I'm like, I still want to tweak the life vest to make it a little bit <laughs> better because it's like before I used to like I said this on a I forgot Richmond Radio. I said before the pandemic, I was saying six months. Now, I'm saying like a year and a half. You know what I'm saying? Because if you, the market, remember I said this on Twitter, the world in April versus the world in June versus the world in August versus the world now is like the market is, that's five different markets. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's all different. So I, I feel like if you put away enough money for like a year, when another storm happens and it's going to happen, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, you'll be able to weather it. You know, storms don't last forever. They usually last like a season.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a that's a fact, yo. That's a fact. That's 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 why I always say like this. The 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 good part about this year, well, it's a lot of good parts to it. But I'll say one of the best, in my opinion, is you get to test your theories, whatever you believe in, whether it's financial, mm-hmm. personal. You got to put it to the test, and then if it worked, you say, okay, this worked. I'm gonna keep doing this. If it didn't work, I'm gonna make adjustments. I know my theory. Mm-hmm. Like even with with capital having money saved in my account, like this one, this this is the the uh limit I'm gonna keep. I was wrong. I should have kept way more than that, but I figured it mm-hmm. out, and now we did it. So I'm like, now we're not going beneath this ever again, because I had, I miscalculated. I ain't never see, foresee this could <laughs> possibly happen. Never. We need a little more investments, Right. I couldn't have seen that coming. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. real. What you and I was going to ask
0: you, like, on that note, like, I know you back at work and things starting to pick up again. What's the mentality moving forward? Like, are you going back to, you know, your normal lifestyle or are you switching things up?
3: Oh, I'm definitely switching things up. I'm going to live more like how I was living in quarantine, but just, you know, that I'm back to work. You know, I figured out a way that, you know, I've always entertained myself, but during quarantine, like, you know, I figured out like a nice little schedule, you know, buying books and keeping myself like on a book budget <laughs> on Amazon, I keep myself on a book budget. And, you know, just, I feel like going forward, if you don't switch it up, you're going to get swept under that tide the next time it come back in. You know what I'm saying? You have to switch it up. No matter if you was a millionaire or if you was making 50K a year, you got to switch it up because Mm -hmm. now everything is different. My bad. Mm Now everything is different because, you know, if you look at like the way the banks are lending, like I just got the new lending requirements because she told me I have to go back to work for three to four months before they can do my pre-approval process again, whatever. So I'm like, okay, cool. I can get pre-approved in January. But now, you know, the credit score requirement is higher. They want, uh, you know, they, they want more tax returns. They want more bank account statements. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot more that's going to go into giving me the same amount of money that they pre-approved me for over a year ago. Now it's like, hey, we need more. We
4: need more. So
3: if you was looking to buy a house, you know, a lot. And it was crazy because I asked my sister, like, who buying all these new houses that you selling? And she was like, the people that already had money and they was waiting.
2: They were waiting.
3: And now they're cashing in on this 2.8% home loan rate right now. And the home loan rate been dropping every four weeks. It's been like a record new low, new low every four weeks. And she's like, you got people that was maybe renting and they were sitting on some cash or they had a bigger house, a big old house and they have sold the big old house and they get a new construction, smaller home. They're downsizing, but they're getting something new. She's selling to people coming from California and you know the New England area, New York. They leave in those places. And they come into Georgia and building them a quarter of a million dollar house, even though they just sold their house in another state for 600000 800000 right. over a million dollars. And they're coming here and they're working remotely. Yep.
4: Yeah.
3: Even yeah. with a pay cut, even with a pay cut, because they're working remotely, they're still balling in Georgia. So I really think the cost of living here is going to rise pretty soon. And I think our housing market, even though our housing market was already on the rise, it's going to pull back a little bit once evictions and foreclosures open up,
4: yeah. and then
3: it's going to boom straight out again that's why i was i've been talking about these two properties these two townhomes on a golf course i like locking them up because the location is amazing and they're not going to be this cheap ever again
4: mm-hmm. and right.
3: i won't be able to get these rates ever again these rates probably for the next couple months you know they'll be here i think for at least the next six to eight months but who knows With we in election year <laughs> that's another thing like even regardless of who's voting for who like everybody knows election year's the elections do things to the market
2: do, do a whole bunch of things to the market
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> debates do things to the market depending on the questions that they ask in the debates when they talk about the oil industry or blah 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 all it plays in so it's just like that's another reason why I'm like let me just sit down and chill we on an election year all this crazy shit happening yep the market could be gone by november 6th it could just be red everywhere <laughs> no, so no,
2: it's, it, that's, that's definitely, that's, true. That's, definitely that's, that's possible for real ain't no mm-hmm. telling that's like Man, like you gotta have that bread like in my mind, like I tell people I'm like even if if you can't just try to do it, like you gotta like this is what the pandemic taught me, you gotta have six figures liquid at all times, mhm. At all times, you got to have that ready to go. And if you ain't, if, and for those that's listening, and they're like, oh, I'm not at that point yet, just work till you get to that point. Keep Work working. till
3: you get to that point.
2: Right, just keep stacking, keep grinding, keep working till you get to that point. Because you never know, like you said, you never know what dips could, t- could happen. You can never know what moves you want to make. And if you mm-hmm. got the capital... Especially if you try yeah. to get, they're gonna see how much money you got, stuff well,
3: like. I'm not. I, I'll admit it. I am not liquid six figures. I got six figures of assets, but right, if right. somebody hit me tomorrow, like, hey, we need to get, I gotta have to go through a process of selling and all this stuff. Yeah. You know, in the pandemic, <laughs> closings was kind of weird. Get ugly. It, it get <laughs> everything ugly. Got weird.
2: Yeah, it get weird. It's,
3: it's hard to cash out something real, real quick, and that just taught me. Okay, I need to have more cash assets. And I was talking to my pepper people. People be thinking I'd be crazy. I'm like, look. In times of you know, anytime some shit go crazy, there's certain things that have value: guns, ammo, gold, silver, gasoline, yep, oil. Man. These are commodities that literally have Water. value no matter what. Water, no matter what. And so you saw that going into the pandemic, people were selling Lysol bottles for eighty dollars. $80. <laughs> ridiculous. Crazy. Eighty dollars. Yeah, you saw that back when uh the BP oil spill happened, when gas hit six dollars a gallon, and people that had gas cans and you know stored gas, they were selling it out the crib. Yeah. And so I always tell people like it's not just cash; you can have other assets. You know what I'm saying? You could buy dollar cost average. I dollar cost average gold and silver. I buy it you know every other week. I buy a couple silver, a couple ounces of silver, and maybe a, a gram or two of gold, like the little small gold bars. And the reason I do that is because if we ever have to get into a barter system. You don't want to have a big block of ounce of gold that's $2,000 or wherever the money is at right now. You don't want to have that big old block. You want to have little pieces. Just like you don't see nobody walking around with a $500 bill or a $1,000 bill, even though there's only a couple hundred, a thousand those in rotation. They don't just have hundreds. They have tens. They got fives. Mm-hmm. They got right. twenties. They got hundreds. So I can literally I got little grams of gold, the little small little chips that are eight, worth like $80 a piece right now. You know, that can be used Monetarily, you know, and it can also be used as an asset. You know what I'm saying? If you're sitting on gold bars and silver bars, that's a, those are assets. It's basically cash to me. That's gold. You can you can get it to somebody and use it and barter with them. Mm-hmm. And so I like the I like when, to tell people like, hey, you know, you're not sitting on a hundred k liquid, but I got cash. I got gold. I got guns. I got bullets. I got knowledge <laughs> in my head. Yeah, not- I got knowledge in my head, That's so if it, I it. ever get down to a point, I know how to grow food. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know how to grow my own food, and not just the basic shit, but I know how to grow a lot of different shit. I know right. how to take care of livestock. Like, it's different, like, so when you get to a point where, like, okay, you need to have 100K, and people think, like, damn, I don't have that. There's right. other things you can be building to get to that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If you are a gunsmith right now, you are making bread. You don't gotta have no money. You know how to build guns? people oh, need yeah. that right now people you
4: know how to build guns,
3: yo? you, know to build guns? Yeah. you eating right now yeah, when, the big, when the, all these guns that flew off the shelves and they only got certain pieces of guns if you know how to put them together there's your 100k right there
2: no nah, mm-hmm. facts and that, that's really what you said with the knowledge on your know here that's the most important asset because mm-hmm.
3: well,
2: like, like i was talking to somebody that was like uh like like at a down point and i was telling him like i'm like yo it don't matter where you at. You always gonna bounce back because you got the knowledge. You know what mm-hmm. to do. You know what I'm saying. And you got the work ethic. So it don't matter if you down at your worst or whatever situation you're in. You are gonna always bounce back as long as you got an able body and stuff like that. Because you got the knowledge. As long as you got the knowledge, yo. It don't matter if you got a hundred thousand. You got zero dollars. You can always. You got the ability to do it because you 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 got the information.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was selling seedlings. Like I sell. You know, I grow basil and mint and all that stuff. And I have like a little small network of people that like to buy those herbs from me. And I Mm -hmm. saw the opportunity there. I'm like, look, I can just go get a when I'm I can buy my house and just be selling plants out of my house, Mm
4: -hmm. like
3: the florist down the street. You know, it's just different things that people okay think, okay, you need a hundred K. Just because Xavier said he needs a hundred K. Right, right. I mean you gotta have a hundred K right now. Tara does not have a hundred (laughs) K liquid. Tara got well over probably almost a quarter million dollars worth of assets. Tara does not have one hundred dollars <laughs> liquid. Okay, hey, hey, say that I'm, to y'all again. I got money, but I don't have a hundred thousand dollars sitting in the bank to where I can call them right. and make that call. Like, hey, I need a drop. I'm going to come pick some a hundred thousand dollars up. Oh, but if you give me about thirty one days,
2: <laughs> right, right, no, make some
3: shit shake. Hey, but you know, go ahead.
2: Now I was gonna say that's real. I'm glad you said it because when people hear that, you know, people think like, oh man, if that person said, it, I need that too. When I say that, I'm talking about me. Me for my mm-hmm. life, my lifestyle, for what I'm trying to do. I need 100K liquid at all times. But mm-hmm. somebody else, they might have a lower, like, costly, mm-hmm. like, what the, the way they of li- cost of living than me. So they might not mm-hmm. need it. They might not be trying to be as making a whole bunch of moves. They might just be trying to chill. They might be mm-hmm. good, cool with 25. Yeah. Good. For real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, my
3: cost of living is pretty cheap, other than my rent, like. For me, month to month is really nothing. Like, I don't really, I don't have any debt for real. Like, I got credit cards that I use for Amazon that I pay off just to keep the credit cards open. You know what I'm saying? So, my cost of living is really, really low. So, for me to be like, I need 100K liquid or I'm not going to survive the next year. I'm like, that's a lie. I, I can survive like 40K <laughs> a year. <laughs> now, do I want to live at 40K a year? No. Is that, that's different. But yeah. if, it, if, you know, I had to close the doors and sit down and chill, I can do it.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's also because you got it's all subjective. Like you got some people they be like, I need five hundred. If I got less than five, I'm in a bad position. If I got less than a million, I'm in a bad position. You know what I'm saying? It's all depending on look, they
3: might know. have more bills than me, and they might right. have more people to take care of, you know. I still want to get to a hundred K liquid, but I'm not gonna beat myself up no, like I don't have a hundred. Yeah, yeah, I don't have on. that right now. it's it's way it's more to it than that you know it's levels to it and it's like hey you're not just gonna get a hundred k liquid like that you're gonna cop some assets you might owe the bank for a little bit you might you know collect some cash flow here to add to your you know your hundred k dreams
1: you might convert
3: some assets to cash it, it, it just goes it's a fluctuating thing you know
2: that's that's real you everybody's situation can't, everybody's different. situation different and that's the thing that's why we always talk about you can't never like compare your situations to nobody else because you don't even know like i hate to see people compare themselves to other people you'd be like Yo, you don't even know this person could be broke the whole time you don't even know mm-hmm. you're trying to keep up with this person you know what i'm saying that's why I, bro, I all bro i always tell people that especially when they be like with like celebrities and stuff like that I'm mm-hmm. like you don't even this lifestyle could be a facade it may or may not be we don't know but you trying to keep up with it makes zero sense because you don't know these people with their lifestyle yeah None of that.
3: well a lot of the celebrities is like everything they do is like you gotta understand it's for social media you know like the cars be rented the jewelry be rented the clothes be rented like everything be rented at least just for just for a picture or you know just for uh for people to think okay this is how i live so now I want to, you know, when they drop their lifestyle brand, you know, you buy into that, like it's all psychology. So when people say, you know, like that whole thing with the Birkin bag if he don't buy you a Birkin bag, like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> it, first of all, these designers pay these celebrities to name drop this shit in their songs and stuff. So people... That I mean I won't say all p pe- all black people, but they know a certain kind of black person is gonna be gullible enough to like oh well Jay Z said crystal. I don't even know what the fuck Cristal is I'm gonna go buy this you know what I'm saying I'm gonna go drink this you know Future talking about Philippe uh, the Paddocks and uh, you know Hermes, all this shit I'm about to go buy it you know it it's all a ploy on your dollars you mm-hmm. know so for people to just be mad at each other over shit that it's all a ploy like they're playing you. Mm. you know <laughs> they're playing you you can't tell me that these artists haven't toured in seven months which is where they get all their money and they tell you to go buy a $50,000 dollars purse. like just think about the logic behind that a lot of them a lot. eat I mean if you go look at some of them some of them are talking about it like how they haven't made a lot of money since March or they haven't you know why y'all going to the clubs and doing performances and they talk about like yo this is how we eat we haven't worked in six months so we in order to keep up this lifestyle that you're obsessed with on instagram we got to go perform at the club you know and so i feel like a lot of people just need to take a step back and understand that these celebrities are not here for the better of your mental health i'm not saying they put here to damage you but they're not here for the better of you they're here to make money off of you
2: that's real they're here to sell you a lifestyle so you, yeah So
3: yeah. you would dream. I mean they got fake private jets where they go and take pictures and sit in a private jet and take pictures. Like to me they... I uh, seen that.
2: That, that I was like, yo, I ain't know I ain't know that existed. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not seen, I'm like, yo, this is I don't know, I don't want to offend nobody because I don't know if people into that stuff. I'd be like, yo, this kind of seems like that's like a mental illness or something. Like Yeah, head, it is.
3: Like- <laughs> uh, to me it is. Look, you obsessed with somebody you obsessed with somebody that has something that they really don't even have like and yeah, to, that, that to me that is a sign of a mental illness like something might be for real wrong with you y'all are obsessed true. with people like you know what i'm saying like these people have their own life but they're putting on a show every a lot of that stuff is a show even paris hilton came out and said that the other day that yeah. girl that you've seen on tv is not me i played her for you know money
2: for money entertainment
3: mm-hmm, for inter- pure entertainment for
2: you entertainment. know a
3: lot of these these artists they go home and everything is a facade and they go home and be the normal person who they really are and they put on for you and you think that's how they are well this rapper said this and she said we well, you know this rapper baby mama said this so this is how i'm gonna move and like no you're gonna play yourself because <laughs> she's not even moving like that <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hey, you
0: but you I think that's important like the conversation like mental strength because social mm-hmm. media is just like ruining that for people and it's like they don't know how to think for themselves they don't know mm-hmm. right or wrong no more anymore and it's just like bro like you gotta be comfortable in yourself and what you're doing and you shouldn't be letting you know so many other outside influences like affect you so badly
3: yeah I mean social media to me is one of the best worst things of the last probably 50 years no it's, question. Because, like, the fact that we all met each other on an app, that's amazing. It's the dopest, it's the dopest like, thing But the fact it. that, like, girls, little girls get on the app and they feel like their bodies are not a, up to par because this, all these women's bodies that they see is, like, the new norm, you know? And, like, I, you know, I had to struggle with my little sister and she was, like, you know, she's on Instagram and I'm watching her and I'm watching what she likes, you know, just to see. And you can see it. You can see it they think, you know, this is the way their body has to look, you know, you kind of have to talk to them, like, you know, that's not normal, (laughs) everybody don't look like those girls that you see on social media, and that's just one slice of the social media pie, it goes all the way around, like, you know, the whole thing with, like, scammers, like, scammers get money, scammers do not be having money like the people think they do, (laughs) they don't, and so people, yeah, Mm -hmm. you got people, you got young, you got young black men out here that think, okay, well, it's nothing else for me to do, you know, it's not a lot out here for me, but, you know, I can get this car and I can get the in and I can be up, you know, social media just puts so much pressure on these young kids and other people, these gullible people to lead these lifestyles. That's really not out there. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I love social media, but I hate it at the same time, but I love it so much, but I hate it because, you know, it's, it's affecting so many young minds.
2: It's affecting so many minds. And at the end of the day, whether people admit it or not, it's addictive. So yeah. they say, like the same, what they say the dopamines and whatever the others, like it's like, two, mm-hmm. like I can think of, they, they get that same reaction in your the brain. Yeah, that same high when you don't. So that's why I'm currently taking a break. I ain't going back on to next year. Like mm-hmm. I, could, I could use my energy for so much other things. I'm working on bigger things. I'm working on. So I'm like, it's cool to uh, take. I'm gonna come back eventually, but like it's cool to take a break sometimes because, like you said, like we've been talking about for these past couple of minutes, uh, most of the stuff on there ain't even real especially dealing mm-hmm. with people and then it's just sometimes this would be too much sometimes so it's i'm like garbage. yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah. It'd be, yeah it'd be it'd be like way too much at times so it was like man let me let me uh take a quick little break focus on yeah my, uh, you, gotta, be, you gotta
3: you gotta kind of step back and be like okay yeah, this I is not real <laughs> this is not me this is not real these people aren't in my life they don't affect me because you know people get to arguing about stuff on there and sometimes you just be like you'd be wanting to jump in you'd be like wait a minute let me get off of this app.
2: <laughs> no, 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 facts. You see that all the time. People be arguing over, over with people they don't even know. No, you yeah. like, damn, yo, this crazy. And then like, cause I'm I'm down here with my family. I ain't seen my family in a minute. I'm kicking with them. And I'm, I'm like, damn, I ain't even thought about Twitter in the past two hours. Mm-hmm. Like, man, i probably like, I ain't even thinking about this. Let me let me get <laughs> off this. Let me uh, chill, focus on my family. I and mean, I ain't mm-hmm. I ain't even seen them in a minute. So yeah, that's why. <laughs> That's my mindset on it. But yeah, social media, like, and I was watching that documentary, uh, you seen it on Netflix. I'm pretty sure you've seen it, Social Dilemma. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was, it's a good documentary. I was watching that, and they was just breaking down how those platforms made to get you addicted to them. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, damn, I'm basically like a fiend. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm like, at that point, I gotta take a break from
3: this. I mean, it goes all the way down to the software developers doing the user right. interface. How what would be easier on your eyes, and yeah. like what kind of buttons you like? They dumb it down. They dumb all these apps down because you know, like most people in the world in America read on like a fifth to like an eighth grade level. Exactly. That's why Most of, most the of music that you hear on the radio, like the top 100 songs on the radio, well, back in the day, because radio is probably not as big now, it used to be like on a fifth grade level as far as the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? So they, everything is dumbed down.
4: Mm-hmm. So
3: like when you look at these apps and you look at them, they're not hard to use. This is why iPhones are the most popular phones in the world because it's not hard to use. A kid can pick up an iPhone and figure out its functions. Yep. And they have. And, then, and that, that's the reason why these apps, they're made so addicting because Twitter not hard to use. You oh. just scroll and you see things. It's like instant gratification. You do like this and you see what you want. Same with Instagram. Colorful images, scroll, see what you want. Pops out it's all in the psychology we we do this in film, so oh, it, yeah. like I'm you really... can see it, you can see like the we do color psychology in film, like why people pick certain colors and certain color schemes for certain movies and stuff to uh convey a certain theme and a certain mood, mm-hmm. which is like for instance, you watch Lovecraft Country, there's a lot of orange and red in there to you know heighten your emotions and things like that. You watch like moonlight, there's like a lot of blues and purples. It just depends on what you're watching. You're watching. The art, art director and the production designer, they come down with like colors and stuff like that. And scheme, mm-hmm. color schemes for movies. It, it's, a, it's a lot that goes into color psychology. When you think about it, you're like, dang, they really got me to think like that. And then it goes yeah. into like, uh, even with music, when you're watching a scary movie, they know what certain keys to plus on a piano to heighten your senses. That's why when you like in a scary movie and they playing a certain song, certain music, it sets a certain tone and then they they have the certain color so you see it you hear it it's it's all it all goes it's to the like, same thing the, the so brain like the same
2: mm-hmm. brain extremely powerful mm-hmm.
3: i the mean look is- when you go in the grocery store everything packages the they food packages go. why why are all food packages just clear with we'll just words on it or what they are <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly <laughs> that's funny and, and and all day if you notice all the because i did a study on this for one of my classes all the uh well not all of them but a lot of grocery stores is like red and that's like let's say that's the color that makes you hungry or something like that Increasing mm-hmm. so
4: mm-hmm.
2: but i think the benefit of that though is like if you're a business person if you understand that you could do that to enhance your business yeah There's, i do it yeah, exactly. I mean and and why and why wouldn't you if you understand color schemes, you understand the mm-hmm. psychology. Like I think in my opinion, if you understand human psychology, even on a basic level, you don't even have to be advanced at it. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the most dopest skills you can have. Especially if you yeah. want to use it for good and for actual, you know what I'm saying? I don't know good, evil type shit. Mm-hmm. But if you get like a business or trying to do something where it's like enhancing your lifestyle, others' lifestyle you can do it and, and, and it's it don't it don't it don't really take much to learn it like you can learn it i think the best way to learn human psychology is just through experiences but you got to be mm-hmm. a person that's observing you paying attention actually paying attention to other people
3: i'm a people watcher
2: so me too, me too.
3: look i watch people i watch human be- i study human behavior and like with the whole apps thing like that it goes so deep like if your app is too complicated to use in like the first two seconds the like percentage of people that will not download or return or open the app again goes down or something like that you know it go it gets really really deep so this is why the most popular apps in the app store are the most simple ones like cash app Mm -hmm. simple (laughs) very simple to understand cash app you know even if you go back to like the games think about temple run how simple it was and how colorful it was
0: How popular
3: it was. And how popular it was. You got most people in the world read things on like a fifth grade to eighth grade level. So it's like if you are writing your products and everything on a senior high senior high school level or a college level, you are probably not gonna miss the audiences. You're gonna miss them, you know. You're not gonna be able to hit the same amount of people if you would have targeted it to something that was more easier to understand, a little bit more easier to understand. So, like with me, like with FSO. I'm not saying I dumb down, but I don't necessarily try to insert big words or, you know, high, you know higher education shit into it because like, I'm just going to type how I talk. You know, I'm from Atlanta. I'm not going to try <laughs> to make it seem like I'm overly educated or nothing like that. I'm just going to, how I talk is how I talk. So that's how I type. And it just conveys that I just talk in such a, you know, a, a normal, basic level that everybody can understand me you know what i'm saying so it's just understanding once you understand that
4: yes you can get
3: everything else and this is why a lot of people don't get stuns links (laughs) shout out to stun. a lot of people don't get his links because stun be putting out links on a master's degree level and higher and people will be like yeah i ain't reading all this shit (laughs)
2: that's that's exactly what people do they be excited Mm -hmm. for the job then they get them they like man what the hell yeah
3: and it's not even that it's hard it was, i'm not reading all this shit
2: i'm not yeah. trying to figure shit out most most people want things on a simplistic level mm-hmm. but a lot of stuff if you want to really advance to a certain point everything is not going to be given to you on a simplistic level yeah exactly so, yeah so you got to be yeah man shut up, shut i up mean stuff. I, that's
3: out. why i think a lot of people quit real estate because once they start looking at them contracts they'll be like wait this is not on a middle school level no more no it's not but it's definitely not no college grad degree. Like you don't need a uh-huh. grad degree to understand that. But it's just that it's not simple. Like Google, Google is simple. Everything that Google put out is simple. They make it so a fifth grader or fourth grader can understand how to use their products. So it most people like Amazon. Amazon made it so so simple and easy. And Amazon's changed the whole world that now when I go on another website, if I got, if it's like more than two steps for me and filling out a form and putting my information, I don't even want to do it. It's not simple. <laughs>
4: you
3: know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. Like, if your shit is not as simple as the last person or way simpler, you're probably not going to get the traction that you want.
2: No, you're not. You're not.
3: Because people are lazy.
2: <laughs> and that's the reality. People are lazy. They're
3: not dumb. They're just lazy.
2: And you can't fight that. You can't be like, oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna change that. They ain't gonna be lazy on my platform. I'm gonna make them wanna know no, mm-hmm. you, you turn yourself up you you Right. Now you gotta Yeah, know. you gotta know you do. Yeah, people no. do
3: not wanna read. You're not making a platform for kids at a graduate school. You make a platform for people that's all over the world. You gotta understand all people world. all over the world do not wanna read all that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I think that you could just see it in a way like a lot of social media apps are adjusting like with Instagram, they got the real mm-hmm. It's like, what, like, three, five mm-hmm. seconds? Click, it just keeps going. And keeps Because they know people's attention spans are short. And you don't want to watch an entire video now. You want
3: to keep it moving. Just what, I mean, like, I even study, like, Twitter. If you look at the, most of the viral stuff, look at the most viral tweets. Look at the reading level they're on. Mm-hmm. Look at the, all the viral videos. Look at the length of them. If they be, like, over 30 seconds, they don't be as viral as the ones that be, like, 20 seconds.
2: Yeah, it's not... People's attention span is not that. Is not you're not gonna you're not gonna hold it that long.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely- I mean, I
3: don't put so much game on Twitter. And my most viral tweets are me tweeting some of the dumbest shit.
2: <laughs> right, that's a fact. <laughs> All like most of my viral tweet was the most basic. Was I want to say? Yeah, most of them be like the most basic shit for. Mm-hmm. But it's at a level where anybody could read it and they comprehend it immediately. So it's super relatable. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna, you, nothing gets big without relatability because most mm-hmm. the average person, and I'm not trying to say this to sound like a jackass, the average person is not on a level intellectually where if you go real deep onto things, they're going to really comprehend what you're saying. And that's mm-hmm. just the reality. Most people, like you already said, the average person is on a basic, basic level of comprehension, basic level education, basic level understanding things mm-hmm. in general. So if you can't reach that person, I mean, shit, it's going to be hard out here for you.
3: Yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, a lot of people are lazy. Like, I'm lazy when it comes to certain things. Like, I remember, like, when I was in school, I excelled in a lot of different classes. When they put me in physics class, I turned my brain down. I I wasn't doing it. And so (laughs) when you start talking to people about certain things that they're not really interested in, yeah, they're going to be like a third grader. You know what I'm saying? But if you start talking to somebody about something they're really interested in, they got a bachelor's degree in that shit. They got a doctorate degree, you know? So when you start, when you're putting something out there to reach an audience that's new to your brand, you cannot hit them with that doctorate degree shit. You got to hit them with the like basic level thing, and then reel them in. And then you can introduce the other stuff. But like, for me personally, certain subjects, I'm not even going to listen. So if you can't explain it to me like a fifth grader, then I'm not even going to pay attention. If I can't just catch it, understand it and look away, and that's just how I just like to look at things. And whenever I do anything in my business, I like to see myself as a consumer. So it's like, Tara, would you look at this and get it in three seconds and then keep looking away and understand it and look back at it. Oh, this is cool. Or I didn't understand that. Or that was just too much. Or I have to read too much. Or I have to do too much. That's just the way I like to run my businesses. Like pretend you're the consumer and I'm the most asshole consumer. So if I'm okay with it, I know other people will be okay with it.
4: That's mm-hmm. it yeah and i like
3: even with my sister i'll send some shit to my sister because my sister is highly intelligent right but when it comes to like little sarcastic shit she does not get that so i'll send it to her so i'm like let me see if she gets this if she don't get it i'm not sending it
2: out (laughs) (laughs) Hey, because no lie, I'll be the same way sometimes. Sometimes, like, some people sense a human and the way they, they sarcasm, it be going over my head. I'll just a little <laughs> I I'm
3: that's about. my sister, highly yeah. intelligent, sells millions of dollars worth of real estate. But she does not get certain sarcasm. You should be like, Well, really? like, you for real? And I'm like, No, no, I'm not for real. <laughs> so I like send stuff to her to see if she gets it. Because if she gets it, then we're good. No, nah. <laughs> if she don't get it, then we all gonna be lost, you know. like, Everybody else going to be just as lost as her. So we just not put that out there. Because I feel like you have to understand not just your audience, but you got to understand people around you. And it took me a long time to understand, like, Tara, everybody don't Google everything like you. Like, Tara, everybody don't try to know as much as you do. You know? So, like, everybody is not going to get this when you send this email or when you send this. They're not going to open up Google and be like, oh, shit, I know what she's talking about. They're going to be, like, lost. <laughs> me i'm the type of person like if i get an email from somebody or if i'm looking at something like i'll go look up what they're talking about if i don't understand everybody's Mm -hmm. not like me and so i had to kind of teach myself that like you don't i you know i used to be like you don't know that i had to kind of get out of that and i still do that to this day and i'm still trying to get out of that because not everybody know everything like us and it, it that it sounds cocky but it's like it's hard to say it any, any other kind of way. Like, I know a little bit about everything. Like, I could hold conversations with a lot of different people yeah. on a lot of different subjects. A lot of yep. But I had to really drill it into my head, Tara, everybody is not like you. Yep. So you got to tone that shit down sometimes and Man. actually talk to people so they don't feel like, you know, they don't get offended because people get offended. And I'd be like, why are you mad? Because <laughs> I'm not like that. And I'm like, okay, Tara, they feel some kind of way. Because you talk to them like this, you know, you got to like, got to talk yourself down and be like, okay, let me just do this. I'm going to show you how this is done. This is where you go, you know? And like, I was talking to somebody through following their LLC. And I was like, yeah, after you're done with federal and all that, you need to go ahead and file your Georgia state taxes. And they're like, where I do that at? I'm like, in my head, I'm like, Georgia state taxes. Oh, right. click on the department of revenue. Oh, sign up for an account, put in your control number, put in your EIN. Yeah. That's in my head and I'm like this dumb motherfucker but I had to like before I even you know went through all that I was like okay so there's this thing called the Georgia Department of Revenue I'm gonna put you on I had to like you know reel myself back in and that's probably one things that I've grown so much in the past couple years because I'd be like why don't everybody else just understand that like it state you put your state in the google box and then you put the taxes right behind it and then you find out the Department of Revenue but, you know, I, I used to be really fucking sarcastic. And I'm like, okay, you can't do that to everybody because everybody does not think like you. Everybody's not firing off like you. And it does not mean that they're dumb. It does not mean that they're slow. You know, it just means they don't think like you.
2: That's real. Because, that's, that's, you know, especially like, like I said, I'm not trying to sound arrogant enough, but people like us, we be in our own bubbles. Just like anybody mm-hmm. else. Everybody, everybody in their own bubble. When mm-hmm. you in your own bubble, you think people know what you know they On what you're going, so when you're talking to other people and they don't know. You look at them like, How you don't know that? It's because they're not in that bubble, <laughs> you know saying that's not what they're into, so you can't even, you can't even, uh, you can't even be just
3: me, me right. and POF. I was, there, I was like, Yeah, just BOF. He was like, Piece of fish, and I'm like, No, What are you talking about? Piece of fish, what's piece of fish?
2: Hey, piece of fish, that's that uh, app, ain't, ain't that that's that? It's like tender. I ain't like,
3: never heard of this before. He not, was like, it's a whole, he said it's a website. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what? I'm talking about proof, proof of funds. What is you talking about?
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, that's, that's, a, uh, I think that's a, that's a dating website. I think it's like Tinder. I think so. It was like popular. It's like,
0: something, but it's not called Piece
2: of Fish. It's not? No. Nah. I think it is. It's not. I,
0: <laughs> I,
3: was, I was so lost. And I was so confused as to why he did not come up with proof of funds at first. I was like, what do you mean, Piece of Fish? What is this? <laughs>
4: Yeah, like yeah. you
3: like and i and i i had people like i think my sister she definitely told you like yo you gotta tone that down <laughs> because <laughs> you be rude as shit and you don't realize that you're rude as shit but you are and <laughs> not everybody's like you and she's yeah. like i understand you because i grew up with you and i know you're not being rude but to everybody else you're an asshole mm-hmm. and nobody wants to ask you questions or nobody wants to talk to you and i was like okay let me reel it in you know and it's just it's just you know so it's a growth thing it's a growth thing and i coming up i was always a kid that was always wanted to know so i'll always google shit and then i just became a person that knew a lot of things because i spent a lot of my time reading and you know just researching you know i didn't get to go out when i was in high school a lot i didn't get to go hang out with my friends a lot i didn't get to do none of that shit i used to be in the house (laughs) just in a house reading and doing you know just reading on a computer this is when i had a gateway computer Way way back in the day, and I would just sit there and do that little AOL dial up and just be on Yahoo, yeah. Googling things on Yahoo.
2: <laughs> so I, I, I used to be on Ask Jeeves.
3: Yep, Ask Jeeves.
2: Yeah, reading everything. Why? Yeah. Is this? And then
3: what's the other one? Cora or Cora or Cora mm-hmm. something like that? Yeah. Quora.com or something like mm-hmm. that. All all the questions, and you know, I just became somebody that, and I just thought other people did this. I thought everybody, when they had a question, went on the internet and just Googled it. Yeah. And I didn't realize, look, I when I was like 19 years old, I came to this realization. I was like, wow, people just walk around with unanswered questions? <laughs> 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 and still to this day, I have still had to say, wow, people just really walk around with unanswered questions. Nah, nah, bruh. Couldn't be me.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I never thought about that. It is true. Like, because if I got a question on something, I'm looking it up immediately
3: immediately
2: and immediately if i'm doing something i'm gonna remind myself like man i need to look I'm, i need to remember to look this up so mm-hmm. i write it. a note or something yeah.
3: to this yeah. day i'll be like yo people really walk around with unanswered questions
2: yeah that's crazy when you think about it like but that that's
0: just how people are changing these days it's just they don't care enough to even take that step to find out it's just like mm-hmm. i right, live with it keep going on about my day
3: yeah, yeah, like the person I was helping with the filing, they had already filed the LLC and did everything, and I was like, "You didn't think to do this?" And they was like, "Nah, I couldn't find it," and I'm like, "So you just gave up?" Yeah, I just I was just baffled, like,
2: <laughs> yeah, he gave up. That's crazy. That that is baffling. Like,
3: you just want to go pay your state taxes? You just was gonna <laughs> let them come hit you with like a lien, like six years down the line or something. Like, how to. <laughs> How did I look? I still sometimes I even ask myself like, how do people survive day to day? Like they have all these unanswered questions. They don't, you know. I just, how do you survive?
2: Hey man, you got it's it's, it's strange times we live in. But look, I want to ask you about uh, regarding like for Stack of zombie Like uh-huh. how how has that changed your life? A lot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I would say probably one of the highlights was like. I think sometime in the middle of the summer, I was like, retweet this if I've changed your life or something. And I had like 300 people retweet it and some people was quote-tweeting like... And I was like, oh, that's crazy because it's like... If you sit and think about it, like 300 people is a lot of people.
2: And you got to think of all the people that didn't see it probably or wasn't on yeah,
3: Twitter. Yeah, or wasn't on Twitter. Like, dude, that's a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, damn. You know, I t- and then I got people sending me messages. I get people sending me messages all the time. Like somebody the other day, he hit me up. He said... I had a console with you. Um, you told me to focus on one thing for three months and stop focusing on this other shit. So I was focused on my writing. I wrote a screenplay and now it's a short film. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so wild like, to me. And people like getting jobs. Like, it still baffles me to this day that I'm helping people like change their life. Like, I'm like, yo, that's so crazy. This wild. And for me personally, it's just like FSO has just been something that I did to put all of my information that I put on the timeline, I just wanted to put it in one central source because I was always tweeting stuff and people were like, Oh, like I can't find that one tweet. And so I just wanted to put everything that I knew into a website and things that I like looking up into a website. Like I like looking into trucking. I don't want to be a truck driver. I just like looking into the logistics and things like that. And so I would go on those trucker forums, and then when I made the website, I was like, on, let me put put the trucker forums on here." And I've had people like, "Yo, I just got a, got my CDL. That trucker forums you had on there, it helped a lot. You know, I was able to get a job posting off of there. So just little things like that, it definitely changed my life. It's like, yo, as many um, as many people that are out there and you know that need help and they can't ask for it, you know, they're getting help." You see what I'm saying? Like, I can't answer everybody's questions, but, you know, I am helping the few people that I can get that are getting through. Uh, They're getting the help that they need. And for me, that's just so, so important because, you know, growing up, I didn't have a lot of help. And I grew up in, it wasn't really a stable home environment. I didn't have anybody tell me like, hey, you need to go to community college because it's cheap. Or, hey, you should do this. Or, hey, you shouldn't take out this much of student loans. Or you should get into an industry where it pays this much versus your student loan. I didn't have anybody telling me anything i had all my friends was applying to one school i applied to that school just because i didn't have any guidance you know and so my whole thing with fso is to help people find guidance you know like people need guidance i only i have my aunt without her i wouldn't be in real estate only reason i got a real estate she was making like half a million dollars a year in real estate so i'm like well shit she got money I'm about to see what real estate's about, you know? And that's the only reason I ever got into real estate because I didn't have any guidance. I didn't have anybody telling me this is how you make money. This is what you should be doing. I just saw other people. Well, my grandmother worked, so I guess I need to get a job. My grandma's a nurse. I didn't really want to be a nurse, but I was like, okay, well, nurses make money. And my aunt, she in real estate, real estate make money. You know, I didn't have nothing. So my uncle, he works for the Boston MTA. He's a really high up supervisor for Boston Transit. And- that right there, he was in real estate. So that's two for real estate, zero for everybody else. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, well, I know two people that got money and jobs and they're all in real estate and I don't really know anybody else. So as I, like I told you, I like looking up information. I like researching and like doing things. I'm like, okay, so when I create this, I want it to be everything that I did not have or at least try, you know, cause I can't be there for everybody. Like my aunt was there for me. But I can at least give somebody a stepping stone in the right direction. You know, I've had people get on there and find out how to become an insurance adjuster because I redirected them to Brandon's the site or people learning how to become a notary or, you know, just people getting into Hypernova group. Shout out Hypernova. Shout out to Hypernova. Ain't a lot of, I got a lot of money this summer off Hypernova. They kept me you. afloat. Shout out, shout out to them. But, you know, just like people like, yo, it's a whole bunch of girls in the ladies chat in Hypernova. And, you know, I helped get a lot of those women in there. Because I'm like, ladies, we can sports bet. We can flip sneakers, too. We can get these purses. You ain't got to be on the internet mad at these dudes getting the purses. You can get them, too. (laughs) Now we got a whole ladies chat, and it's booming, full of, you know, because I didn't have this. So I'm like, yo, everything that I can help people, you know, so it it wouldn't be so hard for them. Like, I'm 28 today. You know, I probably started my – I left my mom's house when I was 17. If I would have had the guidance that I have now back then, I'd have been a millionaire at like twenty one, you mm-hmm. know. But I, I, the journey that I had to take, that wasn't my journey. This is my my journey, you know. And just so if I can help somebody else do it a little bit quicker, then I won. That's real. But three hundred people, I see you at the pearly gates, Jesus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, no, to, no, hey, no lessons coming for that. No, Like I, I ain't gonna get even deep on that, but I truly believe in it. Like the more people you have, this is gonna multiply. This is gonna multiply on your, you. Yeah. Know? So like, you
3: know, my my aunt, she basically adopted me and all my sisters, and still to this day, like she don't have to ask for anything. She get whatever she want, and you know, she has so many people that she's helped that now that she don't have to do anything. People just give her, you know. And it's the same thing. Like she knows she want to do like a YouTube channel and uh Instagram, and she already knows she get my services for free. <laughs> we are gonna hook over the lighting and the cameras and all that because you just she poured so much into me and she showed me my first real estate checks and she showed me how to get houses and you know she showed me like this is what you do, this is what subject to deals are, this is lease purchase, this is new home sales. She paid for my sister to go to real estate school. Now my sister is one of the you know highest selling agents out here right now. And so it's like when you pour into other people, it comes back to you, yep. you know, regardless. Regardless, it'll it'll come back to you. And like, I don't ask for shit. I don't ask nobody for nothing. I don't ask even in my circle. Y'all know, like, I don't even come to y'all ask for y'all real estate help. I don't ask for nothing. I just give, and it comes back to me. You know what I'm saying? I give to so many people, and I try to help so many people, and it just comes back to me. Like, I don't help. So many people on Twitter and got so much shit for free, and I don't even know if I can say half right. of the stuff I got for free. But it's just like people just hit it. me up, and be like, "Yo, you got a membership? Let me hook you up."
2: Same, like, because
3: you don't help you don't help me get like 20 bands this year. You know, I've had people send me stuff, and like, it's just it's beautiful. You know, I'm not saying that I do this to get free right. shit, but it's just like, right. damn, like I really helped you make that money for real. Awesome tweets. That's amazing.
2: That's amazing. Like I think sometimes we underestimate how how impactful our reach is because
3: mm-hmm.
2: so, you're doing it every day. You might be tweeting whatever you're doing every day. It might not feel like it's nothing to you, but it's somebody out there with the way when they are reading that specific things is everything to them in that moment. Like they needed mm-hmm. that, that moment. Mm-hmm. So when they see it, it's like man, that mean that meant everything to me. That was like I needed that. And they go out, they implement, they act on things next thing you know, they like, hey, you got a random price to reach out to you that you never spoke to before, mm-hmm. never heard from before. they like, hey, I need no, not even I need it. they like, hey, man, if you need something, let me know. Well, I want to give you this. I want to support you. You help me do X, Y, Z. You like, damn, for mm-hmm. real? For that real? Just a... All right, I just tweeted on a Tuesday. That was three sentences. <laughs> hey, look, I,
3: look, I, I told my aunt that because she taught me a valuable lesson when I was a kid. We was in Marshalls was shopping. She was like, I right, picked something up. I was like, I want this. She was like, do you love it? i was like no nah, i like it though she said then put it back right and then she taught. she said if you love it then buy it treat yourself if you didn't mm-hmm. like it just a little bit and put it back right and so that always stuck with me my little homeboy i told him that same thing i said stop buying the stuff that you like because you you know blowing money only buy things that you truly love you know like mm-hmm. you i want it i gotta have it treat yourself and he came back to me. He was like, man, I saved save so much money. I stopped buying bullshit. Dah, dah, dah. I had to go tell my aunt. I was like, you remember that one time you told me this? <laughs> and I told him this. And he said, I changed his life. You, like, you see how that happens? Like, just, it just it forward. Like, I, I got so many different little scenarios like this where she done changed my life. And I done turned that and helped him change somebody else's life. So, like, to go back to the original question, that's really, FSO just changed my life just off the simple fact that, like, it's something that worked for me. That I turned around and gave somebody else, I didn't know if it worked for them, but Mm. tenfold it worked for them. That's
0: what it's all about, though, is treating people right, doing good by other people,
2: you know, just living. And I know this is one of the questions that Deanna she wrote down, but I'm like, I'm gonna still, I'm gonna still, (laughs) so what's the what's <laughs> what's the? <laughs> that's all that Zach out there. He <laughs> But no, nah, that's um one of the questions I had was, what's the um, what's the secret to being disciplined and what was the other word? Consistent. And consistent. So secret to being.
3: So this may sound crazy, but you ever seen the like the graphic of the bunny rabbit on the treadmill with the carrot being hung in front of them and they just yep. running, but yep. they never get the carrot. Yep. That's kind of me in my life, but I'm gonna get the carrot. You feel mm-hmm. me? <laughs> that is how I feel with everything. It's like, okay, like I don't, I'm not an early riser, but I be at work at 6 a.m. in the morning, on time. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because my end game. You know, and a, a part of that is when you work it towards your goals. One thing for me is to be able to see that little bit of progress. Like we may have a hundred steps to take, but I need to see that I took two and a half steps today, or I took one step today, and I'm a little bit closer. And for me, that's huge. So for to stay consistent with me is to see that end game. Like these last couple of years, I saw the end game. It was right there. My townhouse on a golf course, 2,800 square feet, two-car garage. It was right there. Then COVID happened. But it's still there, you know, to see, okay, if I just keep doing this, I can have everything that I want. If I keep doing this, I'll have this. If I keep doing this, I'll have this. You know, I used to be homeless. You know, I was homeless a lot as a kid. And now I'm the total opposite of that. Like, I don't have to worry about my rent. You know, I didn't go to work for a long time and I was still able to pay my bills. And one thing that's always been been in my mind is if you keep going, you're going to be a little bit further from where you were and you're going to be a little bit closer to where you want to be. So you can sit here and you can have a pity party or you can keep walking forward so you can get a little bit further away from where you were and a little bit closer to where you want to be. And that's how I stay consistent and stay disciplined because it's like, I can sit here and cry, but I'm going to still be in this spot. Or I can see, keep wiggling and make a move. Amazing. You know what I'm saying? And make a move. Like, I could have literally sat down and cried for the last six months. Mm. But I but I didn't. You know, I finished my book. I dropped my book. I made record sales. I did this. I did that. You know, I was able to get some deals in my pipeline and now I'm, I'm back at the bank. Like, hey, I'm ready to go. Like, what's up? I'm, I want my house. <laughs> And so, for me, it's that end game always knowing that hey, there's a carrot at yeah. the end of that treadmill that you got to get to. That's what you want. Don't look around you, don't look at the bystanders, you know, tunnel vision, put your headphones on. You want that at the end of the road. You got to go get that. Yes. You know, the steps that you got to take to go get that. You got to wake up early, you got to show up to work, you got to do your job, you got to get your paycheck and invest your money.
2: Yep, because it's always. It's always- Uh, another moment coming and like that's why Mm -hmm. I I was kind of like upset with the people like when the pandemic first popped off and it was like a narrative people was telling people oh it's okay to sit down and chill and not do nothing you know it's a lot going on it's a lot of confusion going on you can sit down and I know it's a lot on you just relax don't do anything and I'm even seeing you you was one of the people that was like nah y'all need to be learning something like this ain't gonna this pandemic ain't gonna last forever and you don't want this to end and all you did was just sat on your couch because it was too much stress. It was too much. I mean,
3: know. one of my tweets that actually played out is playing out right now. It's like, unemployment ended. A lot of people sat on their ass. Yep. And here we are. Yep. And we we had to had a stalemate in talks for another $1,200 and more unemployment. It's like, as much as I hate to say it, Black people, we don't have the luxury of relaxing. Not in this country. I don't care what's going on. I don't care if the building is burning down and on fire. We do not have the luxury of running out the building first. Sorry, this is that's just the reality that we in. We may be in a pandemic, and there may not be no money, but we don't have the luxury to sit down and cry about it. It's not one. It's not even barely our country. Two, you know what I'm saying? We just don't have that luxury. If you you sat there and cried about it, now you still ass out, right? Meanwhile, like, every other, everybody else, they done shifted. They done pivoted.
2: Pivoted. Mm-hmm. They made adjustments. Mm-hmm. Everybody but we was, just don't,
3: and most people, people hate to hear that. They're like, the fact, people, we got to be strong. And I'm like, yeah, we got to be strong. And we done been through slavery and bad shit always happening to us. But guess what? We don't have the luxury of crying about it. Sorry.
2: Being strong, mm-hmm. is, keep being strong is keeping it moving at mm-hmm. all times. Always willing. No matter what you're going through. Always willing to make adjustments and actually yeah. make adjustments because yeah,
3: like I know we need reparations. We're not getting reparations though.
2: <laughs> I know
3: slavery. I know don't, slavery was don't wrong.
2: They'll give me started. I know Jim
3: Crow and all that was wrong. The civil rights and the crime bill. But guess what? They will never admit
2: to it ever. Let that go. People need to let that shit go, man. You ain't you. Let's I'm not say
3: saying we got a buddy buddy up with them. I'm right. just saying. Stop wasting your energy thinking we gonna get reparations. It's exactly. not happening.
2: Exactly. Use that energy to actually get your own self. Get your mm-hmm. own get your own, own money. Cause this is not gonna come. You're gonna be you Hey, gonna with
3: be the a- reparations check come, I'll be the first motherfucker in line to collect.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but like, we, until then, yeah, I'm gonna be over
3: here. Y'all holler at me when it comes to the Treasury Department. Yeah.
2: I ain't, I ain't holding my breath for that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I, you know I ain't
3: holding my breath. I seen what them FEMA checks from Hurricane Katrina was looking like. I ain't holding my breath on that.
2: Straight up. <laughs> I ain't holding my breath. So it's like, like I tell people all the time, like, man, the best, like, because it, cause it's easy to just sit around and say, nah, I'm old, this, I'm awake. That's easy to do. But if it ain't going to ever come, that's not intelligent. The best thing you can do, which is going to be the hardest part, is to get up every day, get your mind right. And start moving and working towards something.
3: Yeah. The best thing I ever did was stop worrying about all this other shit and figure out how the fuck can I make it in this country in this time with the current
4: current, uh you know,
3: current parameters is set. Right. You know what I'm saying? How can I make it? I I can cry about slavery, I can cry about slavery in Jamaica, I can cry about, you know, my family came over here as immigrants, I can cry about Jim Crow, I can cry about redlining, I can cry about, you know, unfair mortgage practices and all this shit, or I can get to fucking work. Because yeah. these people have never made it fair for us. We never gonna get it fair.
2: Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you ain't green line. You gotta
3: So my daddy my daddy Ben told me you're gonna have to work ten times as hard to get half of what the hell they got. That's mm-hmm. the end of that. Stop thinking, Oh, they did you wrong. You telling the person they did you wrong, you did me wrong. You think they just gonna do you right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna continue to do you wrong. I don't know why y'all sitting here waiting on them to do you right.
2: I say we you could say... be no, go my... ahead. My bad. i was just say, we all we all came up in school. We all seen bullies bully other people. When has the, uh-huh. when has the bully ever stopped bullying just because they say, hey, man, you treating me wrong. Stop when they bullying. got
3: knocked
2: the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's hey,
3: a, hey, how you knock yeah. the bully out? You get in the gym and you get your weight up.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a lesson in <laughs> that. Hey, what, they, what they say on Don't Be A Man is a message. It's a lesson in okay. that.
3: Good. Look, people be like, oh, you go... Cool. You not look. Let me tell you something. Crying in a
2: bully face don't make a bully stop
3: stop beating you up. They don't.
2: You even more. They like, gonna beat you even more. That's why I always tell you. I'm gonna say, man, focus on yourself, or focus yeah. on your family, and try to elevate your family into the uh, a higher position, and mm-hmm. therefore y'all can help other families. But it ain't gonna work if you ain't if you try if you like we I said in the beginning if you at this low point and you trying to make sure it's trying to save everybody.
1: You got to yes. elevate
2: yourself, elevate your brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, so now they could play a position of power, and they elevate, and it's a trickle. But to-
3: it only works if we all on the same page, as as and that's, that's the only part I hate about this whole, like, wealth building thing, and, like, as a community, because me, I'm dead set on building a Black community full, of, I mean, we already got it, full of people that are, you know, committed to the same things, but it's like, we need more for this to work on a global scale for us to have people in all these different cities we need more we need everybody need to be focused on building a family unit up yep.
4: that's
3: where that's where it's going to be like generational wealth and family tie in time time no there's no, tied, gener, there's, no yeah. there's no generation without a family it's you know what family. saying and so when you tell people that they're like uh, no you need <laughs> to get we need to get back to building a family unit Exactly. Whatever your family unit looks like, I don't care if it's traditional or not. Just a family unit of people that are all together and on the same page, and then creating a community with these family units that are all on the same page.
2: Exactly, because mm-hmm. like you said, ain't generational wealth if you can't if you not if you ain't passing it to nobody. Yeah, like if you ain't got no family to pass it to, what the like. I don't know like yeah we can, we can go we can go on this all day because you know I talk about this all day I, I'm,
3: I'm big on the like family planning and you know oh, all right. of that I oh. talk to people about that I'm like look I've said this to my little brother and he kind of adopted this too I said I don't have sex with people with, with any kind of dude that I, I wouldn't have a kid with and I had to break it down uh-huh. I'm like no I'm not gonna be I'm not with a dude because I want to have a kid with him or saying like I would have a kid with all these dudes I'm just saying if I get pregnant Am I going to be like, damn, not him? Right. No. Because to me, family planning is everything. Everything. You know what I'm saying? And like who you have kids with, who you mix your DNA with, that's everything. Down to their personality, down to their, who their parents are and what they what they family be on. Like all that goes into your child. Mm -hmm. You know, that's your seed. So to me, family planning is everything. So it's like, I'm not going to mix my DNA with somebody that, is not on the same page as me, at least. We may not get along, but I need to know that if something happens to me, you on the same page as me, so our seed to come up in the right way.
2: Come up, mm-hmm. And that's what i was
3: And I mean, I don't talk about this with a lot of people because they don't understand that. Like, sex is just sex. No, it's not. Right. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> to you it is.
2: Yeah. Isn't it? It's way, but it's yes, way. it
3: is a fun thing to do and all that, but like, you got to understand, like, sex started reproduction. Yes,
2: that's okay?
3: what it's for. It's for reproduction, so I don't, I'm not lay with any man that I would be like, oh, damn, I don't want to have this kid. I may be sad because I, like, oh, I don't want to have a kid right now, but it's like him, you know, I'm not ever going to be in a situation where I got to worry about that dude, you know what I'm saying, because I just, I'm not laying with no dude where I would feel like I couldn't co-parent or raise a kid with you.
2: No, that's facts. Yeah, right. And that's some game. The people that the people that's listening, I hope they really pay attention to what you're saying, because me personally, I preach about it to men all the time. You know? Yeah. Like, you gotta be sexy.
3: especially dudes, because dudes don't, <laughs> a lot of women hear me when I say this. They hear me, they like, okay, I understand that. But dudes they'll be like, mm, I'm not, I, just because I'm head her don't mean I would have a kid. Look, if you smash, there's a chance you can get pregnant. Yep. So all this, my baby mama tripping, I don't like her, like, that all could be averted, you could've know what I'm saying? Right, it
2: could have been avoided, yeah. yo. That, 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 like, most people's situations that I know, that I personally know, where they got those kind of issues, it always could have been avoided. Like, it mm-hmm. didn't have to happen, but most people, they don't have that discipline when it comes to that, or they just ignore those red flags that I always talk about. It's like, hmm and that man, I could go super deep. Hey, look,
3: and people look, and people do change over time. So I don't want people to think like I don't think people can change. They do. People do change over time. Some people get horrible when kids get involved. Yep. But for me personally, I'm not laying with no dude that I know for a fact. If I have a kid and die in childbirth, he can't take care of the kid, and I wouldn't trust him to raise that kid
2: up. Nope. Mm-hmm. But, but this the thing. This is I'm glad we talked about. it but
3: not everybody think like that. I, I think true. like that because I'm I got a brain that's out here. But like. I'm not going to lay with you if, you know, I can't trust you with my sisters because, you know, I basically take care of my sisters. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you can't take care of my sisters the way I can take care of my sisters, I'm not going to lay with you like that.
2: Yeah, but I think this is why we have to break it down because there's a lot of people that they they hear this, but they might not fully grasp or understand. or well, even know like, what to look for, and I'm talking men and women, like, so, so I'm trying to think of how to word this, so for the people that's listening to this and they say okay how do i know this is the right person or the wrong person that i shouldn't be procreating with what was your response to that time Mm.
3: and people gonna be like what time Mm. people don't take the time to get to know people anymore and a lot of people probably gonna hate me for this but they don't they just fuck and you know and then they get to know them and it's like once you start having sex with somebody, especially if you're not using protection, like your perception of them changes due it's to over. the chemicals, it's over. It's and over. so when I, I, I try to tell people, especially young people that come to me and talk to me about their relationships, I'm like, look, you got to get to know these people first. Like when I say get to know them, I'm like seasons, I'm not saying like y'all can't smash it from fall to winter or whatever. But like, look, you got to know somebody over time before you decide, OK, I'm gonna have a kid with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even known you for three, four, four, five seasons yet. Like, we ain't even been through all the different seasons in the year. Like, to me, that's just, it, it. I have anxiety about, you know, people in my life. So, it's just I like to get to know people, like, on a deeper level. Like, I want to know, like, in an emergency situation, how would you react type shit, mm-hmm. you know? And you get people that be around people for a while, and they never really know them.
4: You that's know what I'm saying? Fact.
3: They know their favorite food, but they don't really know them. You know what I'm saying? They don't know their weaknesses, their strengths, how they move in certain situations, you know what I'm saying? Like, he treat his sisters good, okay, but like that's not the only thing that, you know, you should be looking at. Yep, Uh, Just about every dude treat his sisters good. (laughs) You know, like, that's not he treat his mom good okay a lot of dudes treat their mom good they don't mean they treat he gonna be treating you good yeah. you know what i'm saying so you gotta look at a, And a lot of you know i i feel like a lot of young women and young men too they get caught up in the other person because you know they weren't loved enough as a kid and they didn't have a lot of the, the nurturing aspects and i can admit when i was younger i didn't get a lot of hugs when i was younger you know i was not like i came up in a caribbean family we wasn't like a hugging cuddling nurturing <laughs> family you know what i'm saying i had to kind of i real I had to realize that about myself as i got older and i had to check myself because you know like everybody doesn't grow up like that and so people be like oh my god tara i'm like why the fuck is you touching me <laughs> you know <laughs> like why this why are you doing it and you know i kind of became like standoffish i realized okay other people and other families hug and shit right. like that and they're always like touching on each other and that's why my friends always want to touch on me And i'm like why are you what are you doing? <laughs> you know? So, like, you have to kind of grow and understand people. And then you got to understand that people grow. I'm not the same person that I am when I was 20 versus the same person that I was 25. And so people oh. are just so ready to be relationship goals that they don't ever truly learn themselves. And they don't ever truly learn what they like and dislike. And they jump into the situation with somebody. And this person do something that they realize they really dislike. Mm-hmm. And that was a big thing. And that could have been avoided if you would have just learned yourself. But since you don't know yourself, you can't expect the other person to know you.
2: Yeah. Man, you dropped some shit. I, I I really hope they really people really taking heed to this because one of the things. That I mean, you, it's real. Yeah, it's, it's man, it's extremely real. It's extreme. It ain't, you, gotta you gotta have these conversations. Have these com- it ain't no game, too. Like like you said, time. Like you, like what you said, people have sex first, then they try to get to know each other later. But that's a terrible strategy because at the end of the day when you like man (laughs) like that's what i always tell people i'd be like hey yo this gonna sound wild but you probably still try to hold off on that because whenever you do it it's gonna throw. like whenever those red flags happen it's gonna make it harder to leave
3: it's it's scientific it's scientific
2: scientific. (laughs) so it's like once you you
3: start intermingling that the fluids with chemicals like receptors all of that it all goes into it so now that person is not exactly as bad as you thought right. they were no they are bad <laughs> <laughs> right
2: right whenever they do some bs you now you like uh i'm gonna ignore it because you already mm-hmm. i'm saying as opposed to if y'all wasn't doing nothing it's gonna make it so much easier for you to be like mm-hmm. all right put that person to the side because i me and the other we've been together over five years and we still getting to know each other I'll still be learning new stuff about her to this day. So yeah, you'd
3: be shocked,
2: and i will be shocked. So imagine, imagine, imagine if I got we met and I got her pregnant a month, two months afterwards, I would have no idea who I impregnated because I was like I said, we've been for five years, and I'm still learning new stuff. I'm pretty sure she probably feel the same way, learning new stuff about her daily, monthly, weekly. You know what I'm saying? Damn, you know. I see
3: horror stories all the time. I remember I read this one on Twitter, and this girl was like, "I think girls should wait." You know, I got pregnant, and then I found out that my child's father, his dad, wasn't really like involved in child caring. So he don't change diapers, and he think it's a woman's job to do all this. And I'm like, damn, that's tough. That's tough. Mm-hmm. That's tough. He think he think he only go to work, and she should only care for the kids. And she was just kind of venting about how she was just kind of like, and down. She was just drained. And I'm like, damn. And I felt bad. I ain't gonna say it to her, but in my head, I'm like you could have learned that about him a lot earlier. It was not like... <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because she was just like, you know, her, I found out that his dad was like this, and he wanted to have kids exactly like this. And I'm like, damn, you had a kid with somebody without having a conversation about kids with them.
2: Anything. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and the crazy part is, that's normal these days. That's yeah. the new mm-hmm. normal.
3: Everybody
0: in a rush.
2: Everybody in a rush. For, for whatever reason, I don't know. But it's like, everybody in a rush to pro... Reprocreate with whoever they with beat them, smash mm-hmm. instantly. Uh, it's the it's the culture right now.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, and that's
3: what another that goes with taking social media breaks it's like me.
4: Yeah.
3: I'm I like I'll see stuff like that, but I don't really subscribe to a lot of stuff like that. But I know there's a lot of people out there like young women that might make see all these young girls with kids and a husband and a house in a nice car and they like 23. And they sitting there like, damn,
4: damn
3: that's, that's what, what I want. So right. now they want to go try and see whatever do first, want to be ready to go down that aisle with them, you know? And then they end up mar- married and miserable in their early 20s. You know, I feel like a lot of people should take more time and just getting to know somebody and getting to know their quirks and getting to know like, oh, this person like this, or they don't like that and get to know like, how well do you really mesh with that person? You know, that's because... I'm just not like I'm the type of person I'm not just gonna go out there and and make new life with just somebody, just anybody. I feel like I I take that very very seriously.
2: You and you and, and, and you shouldn't. That's the reality. <laughs> that's the reality, I man. I really hope people paying attention to that because I'm I'm pretty sure there's people that's listening. They've been through the situation, so it's nothing they could take back. But mm-hmm. for the people that can avoid it, I hope y'all paying attention, man, because you don't want that. I mean, yeah. You know, that, that headache. It, it, it's because it's gonna be a headache whether you believe it or not it's gonna be a motherfucking headache so it's yeah. avoid it. try to avoid it right now that, but like you said yeah. though that's why the breaks from social media is important i know me personally because we had uh dawson on the podcast because i was thinking about taking a social media break since like the summertime but i'm like i don't know when i'm gonna do it and i talked to dawson that was the first thing he said like yeah i took a 45 day break i ran up a crazy bad ooh-ooh. i'm like yo that's the confirmation I need, it's time mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's time I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean it's
3: going to get even worse during the holidays, a lot of a uh, lot of but- uh, people yeah no the depression numbers during the holidays with social media have gone up like crazy because not only are people alone they're alone with their phones and they're looking at all these people with their families who are buying them new cars and new houses and $10,000 watches and bags and it, it, it's literally playing on their mental like is literally disrupting their whole site. Like there, it's just everything is bad. And I, it's I, and Kurt, I look, I tell you get the hell off social media from like after Halloween to like after February. And people are like, why? Cause I'm like, sir, if you're the kind of person that you may not even be like a jealous kind of person or a person that's just envious of anybody, but you may just a little bit, you see it and now you want it. Yeah. And now you you kind of sad because you don't have it all off of just seeing it all on social media media. like save yourself the you know save yourself that unnecessary you know uncomfortableness and just you know don't look at it because some people think like oh I don't have a boyfriend or I don't have a girlfriend or I'm not married yet it's the end of the world I'm lonely and I'm like what do you mean you have yourself like what are you talking about you know and they think yeah they think that they have to have somebody to be a complete person. And then they go on social media on Valentine's Day weekend and they see all these people getting pampered and, you know, taken care of and all this wild stuff. And they will think like, well, damn, nobody loves me. Uh, I don't deserve things or, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not complete. And I'm like, damn, why are you doing that to yourself? You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, don't like social media is such a facade. Like all these people, they be doing these, Valentine's Day videos with the rose petals into the room, maybe like a photo shoot or something like nope. you are getting played. And there are some people that have these really crazy, outlandish gifts for their partner, but you cannot compare whatever you got going with those people. You know what I'm saying? That's fact. If you want more, go for more. Shit, go get that shit. <laughs> but don't sit there in a pity party because your boyfriend ain't buy you a sixty thousand dollar bag, and you know damn well he makes seventy five k a year, like. <laughs> <laughs> you making yourself miserable like literally
2: literally no that's real yo. that's real yeah man.
3: i seen a dude the other day i think it was like yesterday he talking about a rapper that got a pickup truck or something like he's like man i wish my girl would get me some shit like that i'm like bro go and click on your public your girl is a fucking school teacher right what is she gonna how is she gonna buy you an eighty thousand dollar truck like both y'all work normal regular jobs." You making yourself sad for no reason, and it may have been a joke, you know what I'm saying? But like, you just planting that seed in your head already. You
2: can see, like they say, in every joke, what it's they say is some truth. It's some truth, yeah. So I'm like, you
3: working construction, your girl a teacher. You mad that she can't get you an eighty thousand dollar pickup truck? Are you for real right now? Like, you making yourself miserable for no reason, just like all the girls out here who date dudes who may have good jobs. They may be six figure earners, you know what I'm saying? But like. Just cause you he didn't buy you a fifty thousand dollar bag doesn't make your relationship any less, right? You know, viable. I don't, <laughs> I don't it, see it.
2: You know, people superficial though, so most yeah. people, yeah, it's not going. Even even if they feel like okay, I understand it, they don't get on social media and
3: 20, see it
2: five hours later and see it and be like, oh, I want this, mm-hmm. or I, or not even isn't even is is not even bad that people want it. It's the fact that people feel like they need it. That's what's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like they feel like, if I don't have this, I ain't nothing. I ain't, like, I ain't lit. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I, I look like a nobody out here. hmm So that's, that's what's the messed up part about it. Like, when people really be thinking, like, I gotta get it. If I don't get it, mm-hmm. oh, you don't need that. Man, like, I
3: had I had a coworker like that. She was, like, really petite, like I am, and she used to always say, like, when she gets some money, she getting her whole body redone. Cause like, I need to have that, like, you know, I, I ain't nothing out here, you know, I, you know, on the dating scene, but when I get my body, I'm killing it. And, you know, she was always like that, you know, I encourage her, to do whatever you want. But, like, it was just kind of like, that's how she felt. Like, she had to do that just to date. You know? Or she felt like she wasn't enough. And I'm just like, dude's like all body types, first of all. Yeah. That's
4: yeah.
3: Right. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to do this. Just, if you want to get something done to your body, get it done for you. To don't get it done because you want somebody to like you you know but social media has planted that in a lot of girls minds you know and it's just it's kind of sad
1: because it it's like
3: there's some girls that get it done for them and then you got all these younger girls that see it like well I'm not gonna be able to date no rich dude or da 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 if okay. I don't get my body done if I don't have that and yeah. I'm like it's just so sad to see it And is. It, it's, not, it's not talked about a lot but no it's not it, it it definitely something that is you know getting bigger and bigger and bigger you got these young girls that think that they're not going to be viable on the dating market or be able to date some rich dude or you know something like that unless they get their body done body. or they're not gonna be able to live life until they get their body done
2: mm. and they talked about that on social dilemma a little bit they were, saying, mm-hmm. they were saying how i forgot the age group i think they said like after 97 I think those they say, but like after they, the first generations to actually grow up, because you know how like we wouldn't really like I I was born in '93, so I wouldn't really uh like I didn't really had like the internet and all that in my crib to like after wow, it's like I didn't mm-hmm. really have it, so I was like a teenager. You know what I'm saying? But so we we,
3: but we had, like, one computer in the house.
2: A computer type, right. But it wasn't, like, you know, it wasn't, like, today, for real. Like, it was crazy nowadays. Like, we like, I ain't mean, really had cell phones, Instagram These kids
3: got iPads, phones. Right.
2: Phones. They, they
3: got different apps.
2: Yeah. And they growing up with it at, like, five, six, seven years old. You know what I'm saying? That's all they know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? By the time we had it, we was already, like, had some character development, and stuff like you know, say it wasn't our world. Even though now it may be a lot of our world, but mm-hmm. we didn't grow up with it like how some people are right now. I was
3: watching this video. The dude he was like, "When I was a kid, when I was a teenager, I knew what girls in real life look like, and I knew what porn stars look like." He said, "These kids, they confuse the shit. They don't know the difference between a porn star, the real girl, Not you know, girl. the girl next door." He was like, "You got these young boys that grow up." and they don't know what a real woman's body's look look like, because, you know, everybody's been so augmented, and the like, pictures online have been photoshopped, and he was like, little girls, too. That's real. It's really crazy. <laughs> it really
2: is. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: And this is not to take a shot at anybody that gets the done. Right. It's just, because I just don't like that, you know, these young kids are growing up and thinking that they have to get this done. They have to do this. They have to be like this, you know, they, you know, there's who they are alone is not enough. Mm. And that's where it becomes dangerous, mm. you know?
2: Yep. And that's, and that, that goes back to what we talked about earlier on, the importance of, of family and building families, because that's the family's role. Now, yep. You yeah, understand that when they, and help them know that they don't need that, like you, you find without that. So that's. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always say everything goes back to family at the end of the day how you was raised who raised you like what they mm-hmm. installed in you all this stuff plays a huge role into like the adults you become I mean
3: it go it goes on both sides like even Most these nothing. young girls my girl was like my boyfriend need to be six six full He like he need to have muscles he didn't have a job a house a car she was like 19 I was like damn how's a 19 old boy right now <laughs> <laughs> no, the stress. <laughs> like, he's what? stressed out
2: in school, like, man.
3: Stressed out in school. The girls don't want you.
2: Even, they want through, rappers, right? His body ain't even went through the the the, the where the the state. He a teenager. He ain't even. He ain't, they ain't even gonna be his body when he hit like 28 30 years old. And he's he's worried, like man. She wanna. That's crazy. Hey, that's crazy. Look,
3: that's crazy. they worried, and these little girls is worried because all these little boys want sweetie or or meg stallion you know and i'm not there's nothing on those on the on the artists or anything it's just you know that's what they see on social media you're like man i need me a meg stallion Mm -hmm. and you over there ain't even hit puberty yet like oh my god boys don't like me Mm -hmm. you know like i look kids got it rough nowadays right now i would not go back to school right now like
2: that Luckily, it's COVID, they had the. crew. you you're on your phone? Right? <laughs> oh mm-hmm. your phone. yeah, It is yeah. constantly
0: reinforcing.
2: Yeah. Yep. You heard about that? That's a good point, man. Yeah. You had you had anything else you want to touch on? You sure? You, you had anything else you want to touch on, Tara? No, yeah. you know
3: I love talking to y'all. I can talk to yeah, y'all all it, day. It, 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 it,
2: <laughs> it felt like we was just on a uh, a regular little Zoom call. Not even on. the yeah. Recording. Just... I do
3: have one question. What's up? What's your biggest accomplishment this year?
2: Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good question. My biggest thing, it's been a long, that's what I'm trying to think like, what?
4: been a long,
2: like, 10 months. right, it ain't even a whole year, 10 months. The biggest accomplishment this year.
3: Or what are you I most proud, proud of that you did this year? Uh,
2: hmm, what's the most thing I'm most proud of? What you, you want to go first?
0: Mine is one of my mobile homes. Shout okay. out to Tara.
2: Okay. Hey, there we go. Um, so I okay. would say that. that. was a new industry that you got yeah. into and, and you jumped uh, in. Building a team and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, that's a good answer. I like that. And that's, that's like brand new for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So, mine's. I would say mine's was, mm, has been a long year, man. I never thought about this question yet. <laughs> 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 it's, the first time, it's the first time, the most thing I'm most proud of this year. I think, I think the, the thing I'm most proud of is the fact, like, when COVID first hit, like I touched on earlier, when I was like, yo, I wasn't as liquid as much as I realized, like, I should be, mm-hmm. and making a, a a financial, making financial, like, pretty much paying, like, being an alchemist with my, like, with, like, my money and paying mm-hmm playing some kind of wizardry so even in a pandemic getting myself to that point
4: mm-hmm.
2: where i needed to be even though i had to liquefy stuff at some point but then like bouncing back and then going all in and then getting it back that's the thing i'm most i'm i'm most proud of this year that i can think of right now it's probably i know soon as we got the podcast i'm thinking something i was like damn that's what i'm
4: <laughs>
0: but thinking of
2: that because i don't know why money was the first thing that came to my head because like i said the beginning the beginning of the pandemic we had to liquefy a lot of shit
0: we mm-hmm. yeah, had just wrapped up a, re, a yeah.
2: rehab project yeah so. so we had to we had to liquefy a lot of stuff but but still getting to the point where i was like where i thought i need to get to that was that mm-hmm. was everything. what about you
3: Ooh, i'll probably say the same thing i was gonna <laughs> say rising to the occasion you know really getting tested and coming through teflon mm-hmm. yeah because that that right there because like i said i ain't never been unemployed before and then like you know i I'm older now and I have more responsibilities
4: yeah.
3: and, and, and not breaking under pressure, breaking not under cracking pressure. under pressure. That's yeah. definitely what I'm most proud of this year. No, that's and, I look, and I could have, look, I could have went like good three, four more months unemployed and I could have been Teflon. So did yeah. that right there. I'm most proud of that this year. So I'm like, damn, I really did that. I used to be homeless as a damn kid and I got hit with a curveball out of nowhere and I handled it.
2: And you handle it and you handle it well. Like that's something to be extremely proud of. Because there's so many people that, that we know probably we probably know that didn't make it out and they still probably in a in a bad place. And we wish mm-hmm. But it's like there's so many people that they went through that. And for you to go and so many people to go through that and make it out and be back where they was at, like, man, that's so show, that shows that's, that's that's a lot of problems. A lot, that's right. A lot of Yeah. Right. That's a lot of strength. Especially so, like yeah. You was you in school just like we in school. Running mm-hmm. a business just like that, we running a business. And to be still doing all that stuff and still come out like walking into 2021 on still they better than we walked into twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what? Yeah,
3: what more money in my bank account right.
2: now. Yeah, what I did before. Crazy. And it and it yeah, that's yeah, that's that's hands down. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's hands down the the thing I'm most I'm most proud of for real. And then now I'm I'm here with my family. I ain't seen my family in two years. We've we been out by the time we leave, it'll be a month that we've been out here kicking it with them. Like, that's that's prices. If I wasn't in no, I'd be like, I said, like, man, if I wasn't in no, in no good uh, financial place and I like still was attached to like working for my time, I wouldn't even be able to do this. Because last time mm-hmm. I came out, I tweeted about it. Last time I came out here, I couldn't even stay long because I was in the military at the time. So mm-hmm. I had to. Get back, get you know what I'm saying. But now I came out, I'm like, they like, how long you staying? I'm like, I'm gonna stay till whenever I'm ready to leave. So, so I go home, and no, then I'm when you
3: gonna, move to Texas,
2: right? Then, right, then, right, that's Texas. another, that's another, I forgot about
3: y'all to be like, that, that's a quick little flight. That ain't that Cali flight,
2: That, ain't that California. that's another thing that I'm proud of doing all this. And we still moving to a whole new city, getting a dope ass place, and all that, you know what I'm saying, living what we wanted, like, so mm-hmm. that's. Yeah, man. 20, 2020 has been a truck. But it's been like, <laughs> a I was, wild ride. Yeah, it's been a wild ride, but it's dope. Like it mm-hmm. taught it taught it taught everybody a lot. I'm pretty sure it taught you a lot, a lot of valuable lessons and all that.
3: Definitely did. Yeah,
2: yeah. Don't
3: rely real. on high yield savings account. <laughs> 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 pull your money out early and put it in something uh, else. Uh,
4: <laughs> that's real, man. That's, that's
3: real. Don't try to buy at the beginning when everything is dipping down, because. Yeah. Their home loan rate has literally dropped every four weeks since March. And when it was like it was low in March at like four percent. It's two point eight percent. So I'm thinking we might get to two point two by the end of the year. Patience. Patience, man. Patience <laughs> yeah. is everything. Like, look, that point six percent is so much money in mortgage money.
2: Facts. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. So that's... much money. Man, that's why we've been we've been saying this since we started this podcast. Just make sure you're ready to take advantage of of those opportunities because the opportunity is going to come that's the thing you just got to be ready
3: yep and people think this is over it's not even over we just started it's like a a first lap on a four by four
2: (laughs)
4: because
3: we we, we, they haven't opened up evictions or foreclosures so the housing market is still on and up in the air and you know a lot of people still haven't gone back to work and the unemployment is still where it's at and a lot of industries have disappeared And, you know ppe money running out <laughs> or whatever no what is it, ppp money yeah, ppp not... money running low
2: yeah, there's no, some like, people was
3: that were surviving on that, and that so if they a... don't pass more money what's gonna happen
2: yeah, it was people that was super surviving on that they was i mean fantastic. and
3: it's people that saved a lot of money on unemployment like they was at home they was on unemployment they was getting extra government money they saved a lot of money on that well yeah. savings only go so far you know what I'm saying? If they don't go back to work and there's no more unemployment money, eventually their money's going to start to dwindle out. So it's going to go in like waves. You got the people that had no money and was literally ass out in April and then people that May, June, July, and it just going to keep going into the ripple. It's going to keep going. You, you know, they holding off evictions. They're holding off foreclosures. they still kind of passing out money here and there, but like SBA and PPP and all that. But eventually all this stuff is going to run out and another CARES Act has to come. And yeah. if that doesn't come, then the real wave, that second and third leg, gonna hit.
2: Mm, that's real. That's so
3: I, I like I'm still living the same way I was living back in April because it's like
2: you never know.
3: You never know what's gonna happen. They could shut the film industry down and come in December. So,
2: so many uncertainties. That all you can do, is mm-hmm. all you could do, is all theater. you gonna do
3: is just make sure you doing whatever you gotta do to get to your end game but you make it sure i can always stay ready stay ready if anything pop off mm-hmm. i can enact a plan you know what i'm saying that's
2: a fact that's a fact that's a fact and, uh yeah before we wrap up you already you already know how much we appreciate you we of course it's your birthday yeah. I, 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 I wish we was in the eight so we could celebrate with you but yeah it's before we before we uh let you go. Do you mind plugging in all all your stuff where people can find you? Uh, you
3: can find me at ForStackersOnly.com Everything I'm on there. Uh, I'm on Twitter at phoenix terranova uh, f i e n i x terranova. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Mm. Just join for stackers only. That's all I want y'all to do.
2: Join for stackers only, <laughs> y'all, to to get more game. And, yeah. Uh, and then wrapping up for those who don't know, y'all can find me and follow me on Instagram at xavier c Miller and Twitter at xavier c Miller. And be what's your info?
0: You can follow me at Deanna Kent or Deanna S. Kent on Twitter and make sure you follow the Park Hill Capital Instagram page and the Millionaire Mindsets Instagram page and Twitter page.
2: Yes. Yeah. And that's all we got for y'all. I appreciate y'all tuning to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'll let y'all next episode. Peace.
1: Turn me up, son. Gotta get your brain right if you are trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gon' do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people. If you know they solid, elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Tryna learn some games, every y'all gon' talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouches. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. See your bank account, need an account it. I study millionaires, cause I was born a visionary. <laughs> Still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper, I've been chasing greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later, In the conversation. We strategizing, and monetize and piling up investments. Sacrificing temporary for bigger blessings Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Try to learn some game, every you all going talk about it No Diana, speak that shit that everybody voucher Ain't no more excuses, valid Get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account and you in the count it